0: we mm-hmm. RC Scrap File Podcast. This week's guest
1: is Bjorn Bow. What's going on, Bjorn? Good evening, everybody. Thanks for the invite. Long time coming, long time listener. Looking forward to
0: this one. Man, that's awesome. So, so Bjorn owns a company called RMJ Machine Works, and they make the best rings on the planet, from what I understand.
2: Ringmaster Junior. Ringmaster Junior. That's <laughs> it. If
0: anybody's wondering what that stands for.
1: Yes, sir. You got that right. And um, there was, in c- in case anybody is uh, wondering where we came up with that name, um, and in case you didn't know the history of our company, we purchased a b- the business from Frank Bowman. So if you hear the term Frank Bowman or Bowman Rings, that's that's where it come from. But uh, Frank's email address was uh, Ringmaster46. That was his, uh, I guess, his handle. And uh, because the man, I was his uh, apprentice, so to speak teaching me the ropes and everything i pretty much needed to learn to make these rings uh, we thought it you know one in order to honor the man and everything that he represents and everything that he's worked for it'd be uh it'd be appropriate to carry on and just do the rmj as in ringmaster jr
0: well i think you chose wisely on that because it sounds good it's got a nice ring to it for some reason i get all dyslexic and want to say it backwards but i've got that fixed i'm good now
2: Maybe it yeah. took it took me how long to to be able to say Bjorn? Well, you're today years old. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs>
1: no, I, I was right. And, at- and don't worry about the pronunciation. Now, like you asked about how to pronounce my my last name, it's my first name has been butchered ever since I said put on in the state. So, I, you know, I grow a pretty thick skin, and I'm pretty good with it. Yeah,
2: so I it, uh- I had it right at Ice house. You did at you did. the
3: at the ice house twenty twenty yeah. <laughs> at the ice house. Yeah. <laughs> so so Bjorn, if I'm under you said uh, you you apprenticed under uh, Bowman. Was it uh, was you working for him and then decided to buy this uh, company from him, or was it all in and well, that? Or I mean, you started working for him because you were going to purchase the company.
1: Well, here the, we need to take a couple of steps back because um, I had no idea. I think much like a lot of a lot of people that you first said said put into the hobby, you really don't know what you're getting yourself into when you really before you start to immerse yourself and know all the aspects of the hobby. And I was just getting back into the hobby, and um, I was flying uh, 40 and 60 size glow airplanes, and um, I was having hell with a Sadol four stroke. And this is way before I did. I even thought about doing this. This is several years before. And uh, all the local guys, all the local flyers were pointing me towards Frank's direction. And I thought, you know, Frank's just, you know, he's just a motor guy. He'll, he'll fix me up. And I, I really had no idea. I was very ignorant to, you know, everything that Frank did and, and pretty much for the hobby and, and the, what he represents. And um, our, our relationship started off pretty rocky because I was pretty impatient. And uh, not knowing what Frank was doing and the amount of time that he was committing to making piston rings, that was my introduction to Frank Bowman, and um, he he closed his doors in 2015. But along the way, um, he he hadn't really found anybody that he thought was uh, qualified or uh, worthy. Right. Uh, Frank's standards are pretty high, and uh, he he didn't find anybody that was trustworthy enough with the uh, the secrets of the the way of the ringmaster. I suppose you can call it. But uh, he finally closed his doors in 2015. But along the way, he was dropping the little, little seeds of knowledge with me, and also kind of planting the seeds of um, me possibly taking over. Well, we um, we have twin boys, and when he finally was really pushing hard, I know <clears throat> when he was pushing hard, we were. I was there was no way we were going to be able to uh, to dedicate the time that it was going to be necessary to run a small business in addition to my day job so we put it off till the boys were about two years old and then finally in 2017 that's when um we we decided to jump with um i guess both feet and uh, and took over for frank but along the way he'd been training me um before we finally committed to 100 percent okay this is we're gonna do this
3: so it wasn't necessarily you was you was looking. It just kind of – there was a friendship built, and then this came.
1: Absolutely. Second. Yeah, Frank is – and I, to this day, I mean, yes, I was his apprentice, but, you know, the friendship and the mentor, more of a mentor type of uh, relationship.
0: I'm a big believer in paths cross for a reason. So I think, I think you were absolutely. meant to meet that guy that day. Oh, absolutely.
1: You're, you know, just to kind of – just like you were saying, Casey, about paths crossing and all that, I live. We lived about three blocks away from Frank, so oh, you yeah, know, yeah. can't beat that. Yeah. This was going to happen. This, I mean, the stars were aligned and everything that's worked, what, worked out perfectly. It's what they
0: call destiny. Yeah, you yeah, picked. You picked that man. house you absolutely. lived in for a reason.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and, and you were talking <laughs> about.
1: You know, but also, I grew up in New York, you know, and uh, I, I've always had a had a uh, an interest in machining and and everything that goes along with it, but um just with my with with all the circumstances and everything it was easier for me to go to a vocational school and that's that's why i I, you know when i posted that i'm an amp that's that's how i started off my professional um life right and from what i understand me um the machining kind of pretty much came came after
3: what i understand is you, you got a pretty uh high pedigree when it comes to the just the you know general aviation side you're i mean you're you're a machinist for, for the hobby side, but you're also, uh, tell us about your your civil aviation background.
1: Um, So I went to the only vocational high school in the country that where you can get your A&P license. The only sacrifice that you have to, I guess, price you have to pay is you, instead of a four-year school in high school, you, you do five years. And that's just because of the regulations and board of head and et cetera, et cetera. I don't want to bore anybody to get into weeds with that but that I had my A&P licenses right out of high school but while in high school I got picked up by Delta Airlines so I I I was doing I was uh line mechanic at LaGuardia Airport while I was finishing off my uh my power plant license so once I got that done I, I was I was working for Delta Airlines I went to college in New York but my 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 passion was to to um I wanted to fly I wanted to be a pilot and then um Left from New York and moved to uh, Farmington, New Mexico, just weather-wise and program-wise, and flight school and all that. But while um, while going to flight school, um, got about ninety percent through to my through the uh, commercial side of my um, the program, and that's when nine eleven hit. Wow. And um, wow. the writing was on the wall because I I tried to stick stick with it, but it's just I'm sure everybody that is around an airplane or works around an airplane, everybody understands that uh, it's definitely a lesson in finances. Well, I don't. And, uh,
3: yeah, I definitely felt that 9/11 uh, bubble. It uh,
1: it it did a lot, on the,
3: especially in the aviation industry. It it really uh, it threw a wrench in it for sure.
1: Absolutely, and I didn't want to. I really didn't want to dig my hole even deeper because I was pretty deep in debt just as far as I got with uh with the aggress with an uh, as aggressive of a flight school that I was going to and it just it just wasn't adding up and I went I fell back on my mechanical background while in flight school I was um I worked for the uh the general the on the general aviation side so I came from commercial aviation went into general aviation while going through flight school and that along <laughs> with 9 11 but a uh, week before my one-year anniversary, I, they closed up shop. Right. So I think that that the writing on the wall was on the wall for me at that point, and I decided, okay, well, <clears throat> I need to do something. I wanted to finish my uh, my flight training, but I I, I needed to survive because uh, I was out there by myself, and you know, you got to eat. Right. So I had a mechanical background, and um, it's a, it's a real funny story because uh, I went to an employment agency. And uh, they, you know, was in an oilfield town. But when you when you're there for a specific reason, and for me it was flight school, you don't really real know or realize what an oilfield town is. So I had no idea. <laughs> Went into an, the um, employment agency. They had they knew I had a mechanical background and said, "Okay, you're going to work on compressors." And as young and naive as I was at the time, I I equated compressors with air compressors. I'd done some work on those in the past, so not a problem. And uh, are are any of you guys in the oil field, or are you following along? Yeah, I
4: I was in the oil field for years, and I was a machinist for, I was an R&D and prototype machinist for about 12 years.
1: Awesome. Well, my first day in the office, I worked for, um, I got hired on with um, Hanover Compression. And I walked in, I had the address, I didn't know, I'd never heard of this company, didn't, you know, I was just trying to get a job. And I was happy to have a job and uh, walked into this building. That's probably been the biggest building outside the hangars that I worked in. You know, being going through Atlanta for Delta Airlines, those are some hangars. So I I walked up to this building and was wondering, well, why is this such a big building? What what kind of what am I getting myself into?
2: There's a damn airplane inside.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But um, first day, first day in and I, I tell new hires this for my day job is uh, don't don't feel bad because uh, my first day in, I got thrown in with um, a 600 Ajax. So I don't know if any of you guys have worked on slow-speed um, natural gas compressors, but these things, they're, oh, I, I couldn't explain it to you, but it's, they're probably as big as the house that I live in. And I, I, We have a two-story house, and this is, you know, this is a hefty piece of equipment, and I've never seen that in my life. But... Uh, you know, fast forward, I've, I've, I've been around the, uh, the oil patch for well, a lot longer than my aviation career, but I've, I've been yeah. in the oil and gas industry pretty much my, my entire adult life in various different capacities, being um, on the mechanical side, on the supply chain side, um, middle management, and now I'm, I'm back. Um, we, we got a transfer out here and I'm a lease operator or a senior lease operator. So whole different world, but all different types of disciplines. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's been it's been a fantastic ride. Okay,
2: so I made a mistake there. You didn't walk into a hangar. You walked into a building that they were building these big ass compressors.
1: Yes, and gotcha. They were, the, that's what I was saying.
5: Yeah, the not biggest compressing that
1: I've seen not- in the past were the hangars that we that I I worked out of when I had to go to Atlanta for Delta Airlines. That's their main hub, and these are massive airline hangars. So you know that was normal to me. But, you know, where I was at, in Farmington, New Mexico, to see a big building like that, It you know, I thought I was getting back into airplanes, and I walked in there like, no. This, yeah. is, <laughs> this is what a, a natural gas compressor is. So that was, man, that, talk about a steep learning curve, and especially when the expectation was one thing and what the result was is something else.
3: And 20 years later, here you are, huh?
1: Here I am, not wrenching anymore, if, not if I don't have to. But <laughs> you know, Rinse, I, I use that brain stuff muscle a lot more nowadays than I do my 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 back muscles and my shoulder muscles and everything that hurts nowadays because of those days.
0: So, man, walk us through your daily life. So, I know that you've got the uh, RMJ Machine Works and everything. But that's not your full-time gig. That's like uh, – it's kind of crossing that's, the line between hobby and business. That's after his 40-hour week.
3: That's after his 40-hour well, well, week. Well, oil field, it could be, you, be a 50- to 60-hour week. You're yeah. being generous that I get a
5: 40-hour yeah, week. That's yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. 50- yeah. <laughs> to 60-hour week, probably.
1: <laughs> right. You know, I when we first transferred down here um, – I got a transfer down here because of my, my work experience. And now, Bjorn, let, it, me, it, let me
3: pause you – down here
1: let everybody know
3: where you're at yeah where's down here
1: I'm sorry I'm sorry we oh. are in west texas specifically midland texas
3: oil oh, country baby right yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> oil country
1: so yes. uh, okay go ahead
3: so you, so you got to midland
1: so when we transferred down here we um, we had a we shut the business down for about 6 months because uh, my wife being a teacher at the time she finished off her her year and her contract which at that point, we, I moved down here in March. We bought a house here in March, and she wanted, to, she had to finish her year. So, I the, <clears throat> at that time I was on a ten days on, four days off schedule. So, and when I say there's regular ten hour days, but that never happened. So, right uh, minimum ten the work hours. Work week for me was probably between sixty and eighty hours, and we were still in the process of moving. So I my four days off. I I pack up pack the truck up trailer and head back up to Farmington. So yeah, that was, yeah, that was an over 10 hour drive. Um, try to get some relaxation in or like some rest and, uh, pack the trailer, spend some time with the family. And then Monday morning back on the road, just be back for duty on Tuesday.
3: And this is, and, uh, uh, when you live in a farm, you, you, was you was running the ring ring shop there, correct?
1: Yes, we were, but I that's at that when I, that job. Well, the position I had was a senior mechanic, so I was still mechanicking at that time, and we were working on high-speed um, natural gas compressors, wellhead compressors, central or CDPs or central distribution points, etc. And um, yeah, that that was a change, and uh, we I was we were given the opportunity to transfer down to Midland.
3: So you had to move so, a house and a machine shop.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, that's
3: yeah. So yeah, here's uh. So you said you you actually uh, I don't know if immigrants are right, but you came to the United States. You, you're not a, a natural citizen. H- how did you? Where did the RC come in when you got to well, the United I, States? I am a
1: naturalized citizen. Well, I mean, right cut no, him, but no. I am a natural, naturalized citizen. Now that's just because um, it was time for me to do it. I've been here a long time. Right, but I'm
3: saying as a kid, when you when you came to the United States. Uh, for you, you told us what, so, where, where are you from so originally? I got,
1: I got into RC my senior year in high school and, um, it was, uh, I got a had a tower hobbies trainer 40 and, um, I lived. I, I mean, I, I was, I was in the pretty much dead set, dead, dead center in the projects in New York. So as you can imagine, I, we lived on a 17th floor. I had nobody around me that was into radio control because, uh, Apparently, I thought I could afford it, and uh, I uh, we had a big open area in the, in the in the back of our building, and I thought, you know, this would be pretty easy, and pretty much made every every mistake every beginner does that doesn't kind of buddy up with somebody that can kind of show them the ropes. How many but, airplanes
4: uh, did you demolish right. before uh, you got your first well, successful uh, flight and landing? Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, that trainer lasted about 15 seconds, and I had to get it out of the. I'm surrounded by buildings. Just imagine that. i at New York. I did it. I, I, I did a Wayne Wagner. Ended up in the <laughs> he said I did a Wayne Wagner. <laughs> uh, got him. So we're
4: at New York. Did was you, you have to pick it off somebody's balcony or window right. or?
1: That's what I say. saying. Where, no, where in New York. No, was you? Luckily for me, you know, the trees in where I grew up, they're pretty. They're pretty poor, <laughs> and uh, not very many branches. So I didn't. I didn't have to climb very high to get it down. <laughs> But uh, that that was my introduction to uh, – my quick introduction and conclusion to um, RC. And then um, when uh, when I started college in or flight school and college and uh, when I moved to Farmington, that's – that my roommate, he was into RC, and that's when the successful flights happened because I had somebody to show me what I was doing wrong.
4: Yeah, it's uh, – it helps to have somebody. <laughs> RC is not a solo hobby at all. Well, you have to have – it's somebody to get you started yeah. and for, other people to keep you like going. Me, in it.
1: I needed, I definitely needed some help because I did not know what I was doing. I,
3: I was lucky on that because the, the route I took, I started out in the early 2000, you know, with the, the GWS stuff, the little electric stuff that almost anybody could fly in the internet and stuff. But yeah, I couldn't imagine just uh, blindly trying to fly a, Nitro, yeah a nitro plane you know i'm just gonna order one off
5: the
0: internet i'm gonna right, put this right. thing together or, or man it might have even been a mail order catalog or something then you so know? so where are um, at new that, york was that you when, uh, that's
1: where i got my my tower trainer came out of uh when tower tower hobbies were still sending out um their catalogs
0: right
3: what year was but, this go uh, ahead what year what year you say this was
1: so i bought the plane in 1998 and that was the one that lasted a couple of seconds and I was able to salvage it but and I was able to fix it thanks to that my so that was the beginning and conclusion of it and I still held on to the airframe and then when I moved for college to um to Farmington and met, you know I had a roommate that was into the RC pulled it out of storage and we were able to fix it and um so I that plane had many more flights on it as a trainer but also being a poor college kid probably didn't i probably should have spent my money elsewhere to be honest with you right <laughs> but, yeah
3: well
1: uh, i I, uh, I had the generic radio that came with it so I, lots of glitches lot, lots of lots of re- repairs after that and i repaired the thing till it wasn't repairable anymore and um I, I just couldn't continue with it and then um i got back into it and in, oh, let's see 2006 2005 2006 and that just happened to be by coincidence because my wife was a kindergarten teacher and one of her kids' parents um, in, mentioned something about uh, radio control airplanes. And my wife knew, you know, that I, I, had done it. And, um, she, um, got, got, uh, introduced to, um, the, well, his name is Chris, Chris Conley. He's the one that got me back into it and. Yeah, we got to talking. We were at met at an indoor fun fly, and he's t- telling me about bind and fly, and I had no idea what he was talking about. I had that glazed-over look on my face. I Glazed no donut. Because, you know, what I remember was he had a long radio antenna with crystals. That's and right. And that was the way, and that was it. That was
4: so, it, yeah. So what do you fly now?
1: Well, that's a loaded question, but I fly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I fly primarily IMAC and um and um yeah pretty much imac and i've got a a krill sukhoi behind me oh, i'm sorry nice. a krill yak behind me i had a sukhoi before
4: nice um, very nice
1: Dupli jetty don't hit me please yes Somebody hey, else that flies, a, yeah, flies
0: box. Jetty. Kirk's a jetty guy, he's the I'm off jetty ball the flyer. Group. Yeah, I make it a point. No, if you're gonna ball. be, a, yeah, if I, I make it a point, if you're gonna be on the show, you're gonna flap to fly something different than <laughs> yeah, everybody I, else does. I knew
1: it was gonna, you guys were gonna start throwing stuff at me. I no, can't no, afford no. It. Hey, I, my,
4: I got your back on this one. I'm a jetty flyer too. I fly a DS 16, so
1: cool, cool man. But uh, I fly primarily, um, IMAC, and you know, that's that's. I, I did the 3D stuff, and I'm, I'm I'm I'll be perfectly honest with you, I'm not that good. Plus, I'm cheap, and I don't like to break airplanes. Right. So, right. I, well, yeah, nobody wants like to smash left, a just, krill it's a lot either. Better with so. um, flying iMac, because uh, they tend to come back the same same way I left them or took off.
3: Hey, here's another loaded question for you. If you was to purchase a brand new, do, I what do you what motor do you run? Das or, or DLEs I like 3 like you. Three W. Yes. What's the first thing I you like do to it? I like this guy a lot. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you do you pull the rings out immediately?
1: Yes, sir. I'd be a hypocrite <laughs> if I did.
3: Right on. That's what I was told, man. It, it, no matter what you, whatever you buy, just go ahead and have your and uh, that.
0: That's what I, Some rings. That's what I've heard too. Is drop ship your engine to him as soon as you buy it. Right. He'll put rings in it and then send it to you.
1: Just you know, and, and, and you. Know, On a related note, you know, we, yes, I would, I would be hypocrite if I told you that I didn't, but I do. And, you know, I, I do this day in and um, end of day till probably one or two in the morning, almost day in and day out. So, um, I know that the, the intricacies of of the piston ring design and man, just everything that I've learned from Frank and everything that I've continued to learn just on my, you know, being on my own since we were on our own. Um, and, and that we've applied into and into pretty much production for everybody to enjoy. I, I can't tell you how many hours on R&D that I've spent just on my own engines and my on my own airplanes before I was comfortable enough to release it out to for everybody to benefit from. Just from ring tensions to surface finishes to you name it. I've more than likely I've cut my teeth on it, and you know, and I'm um, and I'm always trying to optimize and you know, like i said i'm pretty hard-headed and if i'm not happy with it uh, it, it doesn't leave my 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 it, we don't ship it what and, I, or i don't give up it, it, i know i always know that there's a better way to make something and i don't ever kind of rest on my laurels that good enough is good enough that's that's not how i'm wired at all
0: so what i'm hearing is is you're probably a pretty particular uh, ocd fella if i would have if i were to guess
5: yes <laughs> from the
1: background <laughs> Yeah, that's and see Emily's. She's here, you know, um, kind of egging me on. But uh, yes, awesome. I, I am. I'm not afraid to 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 say. But I'm when it comes to this, the, well, one the hobby, but you know, primarily the the machine work that I that I um, that I put out. I, uh, you know, my my expectations are twofold. One, I have my own expectations and their and and standards that are ridiculously high. But two, I never lose sight that, you know, I'm carrying on the name and you know, for Frank and, and carrying on his legacy. I, I never lose sight of that.
0: Yeah, you got you've and, got and, weight uh, on both shoulders.
1: Yeah. What's that?
0: Said so you've got weight on both shoulders.
1: I've got weight on both of my shoulders, yep. but you know, I'm one of those people that, you know, if I mess up, there's no way that anybody can criticize me harder than I criticize myself.
0: Right. So you're one of those people that I want to do business with. You know, that that's what I hear right now. Because I like doing business with people that have my right you know, my same things in mind. Right. And he just nailed it. That's that's how I and feel. If I'm selling something, I want to be able to stand behind it like You that want it guy to be
4: does. something that you would buy and run yourself. Absolutely. Well, and this so, is my
0: next
1: question. And is, we definitely follow the golden rule. Do unto others as you want them to do for you and Amen. Absolutely.
4: absolutely. That's, that's how you that's, do it. So do you have like a, a test stand that you set up and run the engines on or do you air test them on airframes or
1: if we have if we have customers that request that we do yes and we do have a test then and you know it's it's really it gets to the point where i ask you know field typical field elevation where they, they spend their time at primarily and i've got because i fly jetty i've got i got sensors like you wouldn't believe but yes. uh it it, it really kind of get, can get down into the weeds but uh you know it's, it's ultimately on the up to the customer and how complicated do you want to get and, you know, well, so it's it's really, really, it, it's up to the customer. So, I mean, if I it's up you. to me, I, I give it the full treatment every time.
3: So, Bjorn, I, I bought it from Wayne Wagner. I bought this RV4 that he has or yes. had. And that was one of his big selling points is this motor was sent to Bjorn and it was ringed and it's good to go. Which leads me to the question, I know your rings are – as far as everybody I know are the best, what differs your rings from what three W or D A or DLE a, or a stock Any ring. of those guys are sending out because
1: you know, I mean they and, are talented the best. Pretty much goes with not pretty much. This goes with all the all the manufacturers, both you know high dollar and you know and economical. Everyone has this has this. Um, it's it's without being too crude, but it's a, a piston ring is really. The viewpoint on it is it's a one-size-fits-all application, and it will break in eventually. And um, that really leaves a lot of performance on the table, um, primarily the rings. The biggest issue that I, that we've come across, and Frank's been doing this for uh, probably 30 years before I took over, and we're starting our fifth year now.
4: So you're the uh, one person in the country that can get a DLE-20 to run right.
1: <laughs> Did, you hear
4: that? Did you hear that, Clint? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm looking I, straight at Clint whenever I said hey, that.
2: Hey, I don't, I don't care who's worked on it. But, it doesn't but, matter. Uh, I'm throwing it in the lake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, it's um, the scars on his leg that makes him say aside, well, no, I shouldn't say that because I've got one that runs great. Um, it uh, the for now, that we've seen is that um, ring manu or engine manufacturers are ring manufacturers, they, the biggest issue that we've seen is uh, they, they run a lot of ring tension. And if you're not familiar with what that is, if you look at a piston ring, it's got an opening, and you have to squeeze it together in order for it to fit inside your cylinder. And that amount of tension that you have to use to squeeze it together, that is the same force that's being applied to your cylinder on a out, in an outward direction. And piston rings are designed with that amount of ring tension well if you really want to basic look at it basically that's amount of force that's being pushed out against your walls in order to force a seal and if the machine works so the sealing end of your ring um if that's if that surface if that face isn't machined perfectly round or if it's not at a continuous radius i suppose you can call it um you get peaks and valleys and you can look at any engine just run it run it a couple of times pull your cylinder i know this isn't practical but if you are curious the easiest thing to do is just look in your exhaust port you're going to see shiny spots and dark spots all the dark spots are indicating blow by and if all you're looking at is if you can see that through your exhaust port Imagine that 360 degrees around your piston and every one of those spots that is black, where you're having a lot of blow by, that's lost performance.
4: So it's basically where it's not making hundred percent contact with the cylinder right. wall. You got
3: Absolutely. flat spot, pretty much Absolutely. microscopic level. You got flat spots on your ring.
1: Flat I, spots I, on the ring. And if you have a set of calipers, you can look how your ring is wearing. You can just take the uh, measurements all around the ring and you're going to have very, you're going to know where the, where the ring tension is incredibly high because that'll be the skinniest part of the ring because that's so, where it's pushing out the hardest.
3: It's not necessarily your ring gap. It's, it's the actual, uh, tension. Well, the tension, the but it's just for? the precision in, in, well, in the ring. The,
1: the tension part, that's one of the biggest issue problems that we've seen is in, and, and when you have that amount of tension, you have to develop a certain amount of horsepower to overcome that internal friction. If, if that makes sense because you've yes. got i mean that amount of force pushing out on your cylinder walls that's creating a drag or, or amount of friction and you have to develop x amount of horsepower to overcome that and the biggest areas that you'll see this is during low low rpm low load typically on your landing or just low rpm um
4: idle rpm
1: yeah right and you know so like for instance guys will ask me how come your your engines will idle at 1,000 to maybe even lower RPM and they're brand new. Well, let me tell, let me tell you about my piston rings. And, right. you know, and I go through the whole field and <clears throat> we, when we make our rings, they have a lot less ring tension. That's, that's first and foremost. And then we, then we can go talk about the, uh, the machining. And I, like I, like I mentioned before, I spent, I can't tell you how many hours just with R and D and, tweaking and perfecting and, and and finding the most the ideal surface finishes because i focus yeah. so much on that surface finish and that's just the uh, interaction between or the finish that i have on the outside diameter or the outside ceiling surface of the ring and how it interacts with the uh whatever cross hatch pattern you have on the inside diameter of your engine
4: that was going to be my next question what kind of cylinder wall prep is it just a basic crosshatch, or does that have as much to do with it as the uh, ring itself
1: does? My first question to every customer that's asked me that is, don't take this the wrong way, but what is your mechanical ability? And the reason why I ask that is we we've had customers that you know they, they didn't think much of it, but you take like a brake home mm-hmm. and uh, kind of zap break it home a couple a of times. Brake or a with engines such with such small diameters, it does not take much to remove material. And ninety no. percent of the time, that's the phone call we get. Like, well, your ring gap's supposed to be a thousand, but I'm measuring four. And then I'll t- I'll kind of do the quick calculations and tell them how much material they ended up removing. So that's that that um, that's a very guarded response. But I typically tell customers if you do if you can still see the crosshatch on your cylinder, and you can't find or you can't like hook it with a a finger or you can't, you know, because oftentimes you'll have vertical scratches in there. Um, But if if there's no mechanical damage and you can still see the factory cross-ass, just put the ring in and and enjoy.
4: Okay, so you don't need any – if it's a good engine, it doesn't need a whole lot of pre-prep.
1: Absolutely.
2: I uh, I actually uh, overhauled an engine, put bearings in. as a G62 for uh, one of our local guys, and he brought me one of your rings to put in it
1: so is and, it uh will yeah wilderness?
2: yeah okay and and that was i actually i actually did i i took a uh a small brake hone and cleaned the cylinder up because the engine will cylinder hone. yes it, the right. engine yeah. was a brake <laughs> well i guess that
3: would be a brake hone. yeah yeah yeah
2: the the engine was uh I mean, it has been flown. I, it's at least 15, 16 years old, you know, and it hadn't had bearings put in it, hadn't had nothing done to it other than a spark plug put in it. Uh-huh. Which, you know, that's that's uh, the definition of a G sixty two. I mean, they just last forever.
4: So, Absolutely, so, they're a weed whacker motor,
5: right?
2: So when we uh, when we took it apart and everything, I did take a hone to it and, and recross hatch the cylinder.
1: You know, if if if, um, if you had to. The choice speaking of hones, but if you did have a choice on style of hone, I would not recommend a like one of those brake hones with the the long rectangular pads. If you can with find the, three the pads. Uh, the hone with like the little BBs. Right
4: hones. Yeah.
1: That's I'm what we always call nice them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, that particular hone. That seems to give give a more uniform um surface finish. So I I I'm have to in, with, I with have two to, strokes with uh, having open ports and whatnot. So
2: right, yeah, and I wish I'd have had that, but I had to. I had the other one. And I'm familiar enough with them after building engines for you know ten years, fifteen years for Full my scale. father-in-law, you know, for Absolutely. cars and such. I, I was familiar enough to get through it without destroying anything.
1: Well, I, that's good. Man. I'm glad you. I'm glad you were able to get it fixed <laughs> up.
2: I I have to I have to pause you for just a second, Bjorn. Here. Next time anybody sees Casey in real life, be sure and comment on his beard. He's got this new Dude, what? He, he's That's got not the, a beard. <laughs> he, <laughs> it's not a beard. He's got this new beard comb. He's said over here about half the
0: show now. Hey, my mom got hey, it. For I'll me. have one Monday. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> I just
0: watched Larry order one. He goes, "That's good. I'll take that." Uh, Sorry Sorry. Sorry. about that, Bjorn. Sorry, (laughs) it just went right off the track. Well, here, I'll get it back on track. Now, you've got... Some of Bjorn's rings in one of your engines. Yeah,
2: yeah. and uh, hey,
0: I do too. Yeah, I you yeah. Yeah. say I do too. Yeah. And I, and I'm, I can I'm gonna have to be next on the list.
2: And I can honestly tell you, I where I noticed the major. Of course, I don't run that engine at full power. Well, you there boat. was there was
3: a absolutely noticeable difference. Right
2: the the and major, that motor didn't have a whole lot of time on it. Right, the major difference I noticed with it is how it idles. Yeah, the right. idle was you know, way better. Is it it is way different at an idle because you you, know, you have to. I trimmed that engine way back, yeah, to get that airplane to land. And sometimes you'd see it out there, and you could see it drop a cylinder it's, just in the rotation of the prop. It sounded crop.
3: healthier, right? It absolutely
2: yeah.
4: did. It starts
2: easier. I mean, it. Yeah. it uh, I'm a I'm a sold
4: buyer on them now. I think your four cylinder well, needs you some. And, you know, I agree.
1: My a lot of that's the, another. You thing know, my my wife is probably my the, the biggest supporter, but she's always telling me you need to you need oh, to you need okay. to advertise. You need to sell yourself, and I I, I my standby answer has always been the rings speak for themselves
3: absolutely you know? yep
1: if if anybody and uh, you know as i'm i'm sure it's we can get down deep in the weeds on, on all the specifics right, right? I'm on a board. And how everybody. nerdy do you but, want you know, to get right <laughs> back, to the, back to some of the weeds that we we're talking about the um the surface finish is one of the things that um one of the major major um areas that i focused on over the last couple of years uh, three years specifically and um and on top so the surface finish we talked about the ring tension and the heat treating we've uh without going into any specifics because we have some very very specific heat treating steps um and then when you're when you since you mentioned about the 1000s end gap we get a lot of customers that you know, or we get some pushback for customers that aren't aware or aren't familiar with our piston rings. And, you know, one thousandth of an inch, that's, you know, depending on how thick your the human hair, hair is. I've got pretty thick hair on my head. That's three thousandths, ain't it? It's about three thousandths of an inch. What happened? Are you there? You guys there? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, there yeah, you yeah. yeah. Dropped out for
1: Not. a second. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the typical human, well, my human hair, I've measured it is about three thousandths of an inch. You know, and we're going down and you can barely see it, three thousandths of an inch. A piece of paper is, you know, the thickness of three thousandths of an inch, some, depending on quality, is four thousandths of an inch. And we go down to one thousandths of an inch, just to the point where the ring the, the ring ends can pass each other. That's all we need. And the that leads to well, why can you run one thousandths of an inch end gap? Well the material of the ring we use is it's not the most exotic or you'd be surprised. It's just Plain old cast iron, nothing fancy about it. The only thing that's that you know that's real critical is the machining processes, the heat treating processes, and you know everything that I mentioned before. And the one nice thing, uh, the one how do I not get scientific about it? But <laughs> right. really, you can't. But you know, with cast iron, if you look at if you look at any any machinist handbook or any if you metallurgy, but if you look at the coefficient of expansion for or cast iron and then you you compare it to say aluminum any of the the steels steel alloys if you really look at the coefficient of expansion that'll really tell you why well there's there's a reason why they build
4: engines out of cast iron so
1: right (laughs) what's
4: that i said there's a reason why they build those engines out of cast iron
1: yes but see you know i mean our our engines that we use day and day out are you know aluminum cylinders and aluminum pistons and those two components that are in the combustion process are in that that yeah, the process, they grow significantly more than uh than a cast iron piston ring.
4: Now to steer this in a little bit different direction, do you make rings for all sizes of R C engines or just R air, C aircraft
2: engines? That was a that was a question that I was fixing to uh, and, and, uh like glow and engines where does it stop? or
4: where does it start and where does it stop?
1: I'm sorry.
3: Where where does the your your ring where does it start and where does it stop on your your end, size wise? We
1: we've, we've made piston rings for um, internal combustion engines um, down just over four hundred um, thousandths inside tiny. diameter, up to three and three quarters of an inch.
4: What? That's tiny. Holy shit! <laughs> four hundred thousandths. <000? laughs> what was that for? Less knowing. than half an yeah, in inch. 000.
3: Right. What? what is that like a 49 four nine? No, I don't even. That'd why, be Alex? like
4: a TD motor. Or a,
1: yeah, one o one o or whatever.
4: Literally, it'd be an o four nine.
1: Absolutely tiny. Right. And you know we've made we've made piston rings for turn of the century uh, steam engines, um, hit or miss, and outside of uh, piston rings for um, RC or you know that we're all, I guess the majority of the audience that we're listening to. Um, is model airplane engines, but we've made um, antique chainsaws, antique um, rotor tillers, hit or miss engines. Um,
5: so you made go some,
1: uh, scoop uh, air compressor for scuba, like scuba divers. Um, talk about almost an 80% increase in efficiency for the amount of on time versus and off time.
4: So basically, you can make a series. ring
1: for anything. Anything, yeah, anything that needs a piston
3: or we make it. Which leads to my next question: uh, materials. Uh, I don't know. I have no. I, I don't know if you're cutting these out of a, a sheet type deal or or a billet or whatever. Have you have you seen with with? It seems like everything now, as far as pretty much anything, has gotten hard to come by since COVID. Are you having any issues? With getting your your stock your your raw stock to, to produce what you're making, since you know,
1: initially when COVID first hit early on last year, um, everybody was kind of up in the air like how how are we gonna supply all this? I will say, living in the oil 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 oil, gas, oil and gas town, um, we we are very fortunate that you know from where we moved to to where we are now, we can um go to just make a phone call and it gets delivered to our house. Oh wow. So we have a, we have a metal uh distributor you know just on the west side of Odessa and uh yeah we get uh deliveries almost on a monthly basis and we just order ahead of time.
3: And, and the stuff you're making not I mean not saying it but like you could almost pick up scrap stuff on on as far as a metal manufacturer I mean you're not needing sheets of stuff or or, well, geez.
1: we our stuff is uh, solid bar stock. So
3: it's bar and, stock, and you're you're cutting each ring. Yeah, it's solid ring.
1: bar stock, and we cut it into um, manageable pieces for you know for the batches that we make rings for. Okay. But uh, we are the grade of cast iron is we definitely have a specific grade. That we use. So that that brings
2: me to another question, and I we didn't get to spend a whole lot of time together at Ice House, but I saw you had like two toolboxes, if you will. And I assume they were full of rings.
1: Yeah, what? I think was, we had two on the table and we probably had three or four more that were just probably under in the trailer or underneath our seats. But, uh, we, we have all probably 14, um, bins full of piston rings. And from what you were asking earlier, um, we have specifications for over 1500 different applications. Holy. So, um, so it just as an example,
2: uh, if I need a ring for a, 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 oh, an old-school OS 124 stroke, you mm-hmm. ha- you probably have one already cut, ready to go.
1: Yeah, I made some last night. As a matter of fact, we ran out a few days ago. Um, we had another order come in, so we made some last night, so you'd get a fresh batch.
3: So, <laughs> let me ask you this. Jeez. If so, uh, say a 50C, I'm sure there's uh, a DL50, a 3W50, a, yeah. a DA50. What's uh, the difference in a DA50 ring and a DLE50 ring? Is there a difference? Are or you talking
1: about my rings or OEMs? You're, well, in, in
3: general, if the ring you make, do you make a DA50 ring and it's different from a DLE50 ring?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, the um. The specifications are very, um, if you, I mean, let me pause that for a second and take a breath. But
5: um, <laughs> the,
1: uh, the, how specific I get with my um, measurements, um, we're, we're down to two, t- I maintain a tolerance of, if not perfect, the m- maximum allowable um, tolerance I allow myself is two tenths of an inch, two tenths.
5: Two so ten. that's, for two those that thousands. don't know,
1: it's, that's, we talked about uh, human hair being about three to four thousandths. That's point zero zero three or four, but the main, the tolerance as I maintain is point zero 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 two.
2: Holy
3: shit! It's a tenth of what? Yeah. Two tenths?
1: It, <laughs> 2 tenth thousandths? Right? Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and that that goes down to, and and you know, as Emily is saying here, every single engine is different
3: so are you like a
1: the, uh, uh, the dle like for instance the dle 55 that's a bore diameter of 1.773 you know and, and uh the dl 50 that one is i'm looking at it right now that's 1.693 so there's so there's a difference, a difference. of that's, 60 thousands
3: which is a lot that's huge compared to what you're your yes. limitations. Are, we, you don't,
1: we, we don't. We uh, don't. We don't offer like a one size fits all solution at all. So if you have a specific engine, we get a. We we have had customers that ordered an engine that you know like, say a, um, uh, Fox 50 versus a Fox 60. We've had customers order a Fox 60 and cut the ends off, and put it in the 50, and then you know we get the the phone call like, hey, it didn't work. Uh, wish you would have told me that from the beginning. Right. No right. shit. I, I
2: just yeah. you the ring to fit.
1: Yeah.
3: Right. You created right. work for yourself by ordering the wrong <clears throat> ring.
1: See, I the,
2: when you when you start getting down to that, why would you if you're overhauling an engine, I'm, you know, or you're trying to get the best performance you can out of it in these big gassers, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia guys with these old ignition engines. Oh old McCoys or yeah. old Amico's, all you know, that good that, stuff, yeah. That, Finding a ring for them is next to impossible. Bjorn has them covered. Well, that's and a if, he do, if he doesn't have them covered, send him the piston. I bet he'll figure well, that, it out.
3: And that was my next question, Bjorn. If if somebody was to have a – you could say an old McCoy redhead, something like that, or even a, a, up to – like a DA-15. Can they send that motor to to you, the whole motor, and, and you work – do you do overhauls
1: too? We do all offer alls but I will tell I, I mean I will say that with the caveat that if if we are in a busy season and when I say busy season you know like right now it's wintertime here so this is our busy season here on the pretty much in the US but well, we sell rings to uh, Australia quite so when it's summertime here that's their winter time so you know that's we we we, um, we pretty much that's when we know we ramp our production and our international shipping to the other side of the uh, equator ramps up, but it's really dependent on a, um, how busy we are with making rings. And if we are at a, you know, at a slow point, if <laughs> sometimes that does happen, but uh, if things kind of slow down and we have a customer that contacts us with an application or either it's a hard to find ring and, or they're not comfortable um, doing it themselves, um, nine out of 10 times, just give me a, drop us an email or give me a call. And uh, we'll be able to get you fixed up. So that's that,
0: something else I just like to hear. Give me right. a call. I will talk to you in person. I would right. rather do that. That's right. what I mean. That's what that is. Nobody does that anymore.
2: So I, I guess that kind of leads me to another question. And I know you and I have kind of had this discussion. And I'm not putting you on the spot about it, but at the same time, is there is there thoughts of expanding past rings, like keeping bearings and gaskets and stuff like that for these applications?
1: You know, Clint, it's, it's, I'm glad you asked that question because um, uh, when we went to uh, Apache Pass for the Ice House um, event, that was our first event as a vendor. We, like, I guess you can say, our, our first big boy event. Like, we've never been to anything where we were a vendor or a sponsor or anything like that. So we didn't know what to expect. Right. But I can't tell you. I mean, I can't begin to explain how awesome it was. Well, the event was. It was breathtaking it was, it was just it was, i was in awe, I was walking around and just looking around it's like a kid in a candy store but you know all the customers that we met and you know and just having conversations with everybody and, and the feedback and you know from what you're asking about rate or bearings and just additional components i'm going to say right now when it comes to heart components such as uh, bearings etc um because there are so many different applications we do, I'm going to say no at this point in time, but in the future expansion-wise, I, I don't think that's going to be outside the scope of what we can do. But uh, just in the number of uh, customers we've had that, you know, asked if we could carry gaskets and, and bolts and, and you know, and, and those components when swapping out a ring because... Yeah, I do it. I take it for granted, and I'll say it out loud. I take it for granted because I do it so often. So I can pop a cylinder head off, and the gasket, everything stays in one piece, and you know, get the ring swapped out, and we're back in business, no problem. But right, I, you know, I, I understand that. Typically, when you know, if you don't, if you're not aware, or whatever the case may be, accidents do happen, and you rip the gasket. Then, if you haven't ordered a replacement gasket and/or bolts, depending on if your bolts are steel or aluminum, like for some of the applications that we've seen um you're back to okay we're back to square one we have to wait for parts so we've started carrying gaskets and bolt sets for some of the popular applications the da's and the, the dle's um, awesome so we're starting there and you know just to kind of add on to your question clint we you know just to kind of give you some background because we are growing it, we are we've been doing this as we said starting our fifth year um we we are very very responsive to customer feedback. So if we have multiple customers that have a similar request, then we definitely start we we start to entertain. like Okay, I think we've had enough customers based on how many total customers we have. We um yeah, it's definitely a, a reality that we can uh, we can
2: um, right and uh, and, wait, and I answer. say that uh, my my day job is I'm a parts guy at a truck dealership. You know, so if we if we remove something that has a gasket, nine times out of ten, whether that gasket's okay or O ring or whatever, we replace it. You know, we don't want the leak or whatever. So when when the uh, when the rings showed up for the one sixteen inline, the very next thing I did was order gaskets for it, just because it's what I do. You know, I didn't. It, there was one gasket that was perfect, right. and I promise you that gasket's in my in my parts container <laughs> rainy day it gasket right yeah. it's a rainy day gasket but i but at the same time there's two brand new gaskets on that engine just because they they were used i pulled the head off or i pulled the cylinder off i put two new gaskets on i put two rings on and put it back together it's done in 20 minutes well, It's like taking a shower and not brushing your teeth why why
5: not right. you're
3: there yeah, why? <laughs> you're there
2: <laughs> take, care, take care all of
3: it at once you know you
2: know so and uh, again that's my preference i a brand new engine—that's a different deal, you know. But something that's been run, put a gasket on it.
1: Right. You know, no, on and, it, that's and, and my good, good housekeeping and good practice. But you know, as, as I mentioned before, when we have that many specifications and applications, man, it's that's tough to keep track of. Yeah, but, you, you know, can't you can't keep gaskets, gaskets for
2: all of it. But uh, like you said, you're keeping gasket kits for the popular stuff. Well, so. the
3: deal is you got to have a die. I mean, it's it's a lot
2: of you know. I'm, I'm guessing you just
3: have a. A die that you would uh, put it, on an arbor press or whatever, and cut a gas. I, I, you know, I don't know. Speaking
0: of gaskets, man, I saw this thing on YouTube the other day. This guy has got you know, like the little vinyl machine, like your wife's got the little cricket. Uh-huh. Same thing. I yeah. got my wife. They're cutting gaskets with those. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, my wife's got a cricket, and she's—I'm looking at her right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, yeah. why aren't you cutting gas? Man, it's a—that's go.
0: all I, you needs. The file—I'm not one of those dudes to buy something for my wife that I really want, <laughs> but she wanted one of those, and I had no problem getting it for it's her. It's never too late to start. I, I've used it more than she has.
5: I I've and I feel—I feel, I
0: feel like out, a big uh, asshole for bulls, doing it. Um, but, the
1: bulls for out of Monaco, right. One of the places I've had in the past. Yeah, so how how exactly.
3: does it cut? Does it cut Monaco pretty good?
1: You know, I had to get on. Uh, I think it was RC Universe. That's where I saw the idea, and I knew she had one. So, but there are specific settings and blades that you have to have to enter. But once right. you get that, man, it's that's no problem.
0: Nice. Now that's also coming from a guy that knows how to run machines all the time, so he can sit there and find down to two ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably.
1: <laughs> and again, I will say I won't take that for granted.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What he what he's saying is he's not using Harbor Freight calipers. No, no, <laughs> no. You don't do that. You don't do what, that. What brand What brand are you on the caliper side? Mitsubishios or or what What's your caliper preference? Star. Star.
5: Starrett. 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 Okay.
4: Yeah. Starrett. Uh, I, I like do, I keep so liking I, this guy more and more. And more. Used, you know, yeah, Starrett, Starrett used calipers. My, the
1: micrometers that I've used are uh, everything I have is Starrett. I haven't jumped into Minotoyo yet, but I'm, this may be the year I, I jump in, but all my stuff. Yeah. I'm pretty set in my ways. So the stuff that's worked for me so far, it's been. Minotoyo's
4: good. Stay away from Fowler and Harbor Freight. (laughs) Yeah. So that (laughs) leads me to the the (laughs) next question. And And Brown and Sharp's the best, but.
0: So you're, you're machining these rings. Can you tell us about maybe the machines that you use?
1: Um, I mean, so if it's if it's started, a trade secret. When Frank, um, I I have the so when I first started, everything was done verbatim the way Frank did it, and right. uh, that, every all the rings that we made were made on a manual lathe. And uh, I'm looking at it now, and it's it's a Logan lathe, and I still use it on on a daily basis. But you know, as I mentioned before, when, when we got the transfer down to uh, to Midland, well, my 50-hour-a-day job jumped to about, oh, close to 80, I'm sorry, 50-hour-a-week job jumped to, close to closer to 80 hours a week, and I wasn't home by the machines, and I was going back and forth while we were moving. But as people, as our customer base, they were everybody was starting to get familiar with, okay, well, they are the same quality as when Frank was making them. Um, so our orders started to increase between my day job and trying to keep up with orders on the manual machine the writing was on the wall either we closed our doors because we couldn't keep up with orders or we stepped up and, and and got into the cnc side of things so that that decision was pretty much made um over several months of me researching and figuring out which which was the most economical versus consistency versus finish and because dollars are hard to come by you know right. my wife says because to let you guys because i'm no, because I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this was not this was one of those non-negotiables that um, that I wanted to uh, no no compromise on quality, consistency, and you know longevity. So that's when we 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 got in, and we've had this CNC late for a little over two years now. It's not and, a hoss, uh, is it? What's that?
4: It's not a hoss, is it?
1: That's the next one. This okay. is not a hoss yet. No.
4: Skip the hoss. Keep going.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
4: coming from <laughs> another know, machinist Haas, the Haas is, skip is, the you know,
1: The conversations i had with casey in the past you know it's we our business grows at the speed of cash we we run a debt-free um household and also the business and if this last year taught us anything it really kind of drove that home like okay i'm really glad that I, I can focus on the things that are really important and not really have to stress out over i got to make a payment
3: that's so beautiful when, man. When
1: you, when you consider how much we paid for this machine, I'd be stressing out pretty big. Right? So what so. You,
3: what you're saying is not only did you take over this business, but you've invested heavily in and and advancing the quality and everything else. This isn't just something you've taken over and going to make a few extra, you know, bucks. You, you're investing in this. You're you're making it yours, you know. You know?
1: You're you're absolutely right, and and you know th- you, it's almost like you were at the table with with when my wife and I were sitting down with Frank and Valerie, you know we we this is not a business like we're you know we're trying to invest in it and flip it. This we're in it for the long haul, and you know we've got our kids involved with it to a certain degree, and you know th- this this was one of this is going to stay in our family. I, forever I,
4: well and we both know how the wool field works so eventually it might be your full-time job
1: right yes right <laughs> and i'm yeah, on- absolutely but you know it's it's definitely um i will share something with you guys i i enjoy making Frank's eyes go pretty wide because i'll show him some of the stuff i've come up with and he, he's man he's pretty he's, he's like man i wish i would have done that you know and i've, I've shown him some of the, the stuff I've changed with the heat treating processes and same, same reactions. I, I enjoy his reactions because, you know, I mean, he was my teacher. And when you get to show the teacher some of the things that you've learned and some of the lessons that you've applied and put, you know, you, you further gone, you've gone a lot further than, you know, just, just the initial phases of being taught how to do something. You know, I really enjoy, for lack of a better term, blowing his mind because He's seen some of the stuff I've done on the CNC lathe and he's like, that's absolutely amazing. And, so you know, I'll do a, a time comparison on, like, how it, how long it would take me something on the manual lathe versus the the CNC. is unbelievable.
0: So you're Chuck Norris and he's Bruce Lee. Is that how that works? I'm not even
1: in. I, I still don't put myself Hang in that no. category. Clint's, all Clint's all right. about
2: I'm to pop friend. over here. <laughs> so, So if I heard you correctly... You say Frank lives three blocks from you, right? From his old house.
1: Yeah, where we lived in Farmington, New Mexico. Oh, he was about three blocks from
2: okay. The so he doesn't come and hang out now.
1: He said as soon as the restrictions and all that craziness in New Mexico uh, lets up, he would like to come visit us.
2: Fair enough. So either way,
3: Frank is sleeping good at night knowing that his his baby is in your hands, good hands. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, and, and we we do our best to reassure him that he's made the right decision to choose us to take over.
0: I feel that he has
2: absolutely,
3: oh, Man,
0: there is Thank no you. doubt in my mind.
2: And and the other part of that, or not necessarily that, the other statement I have is watching your kids interact with Renee over the helicopters <laughs> at Ice House. Yeah, that was that was. I those mean, those are good boys. That, you got you got. That it. was those classic. Are good boys. Perfect. Of. Thank you. Two uh, of uh, two little little kids or little boys
1: just inter- interacting with open, a, with
2: an old man on his
1: helicopters. Well, he just, we we l- thought Renee needed some practice for the scale master. So <laughs> right, uh, <laughs> lear- <laughs> I hope it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Le- learning everything he could, those boys could, they were soaking it up and. Renee was loving every minute of it.
0: And Renee, Clint just called Absolutely. you an old man. Absolutely. Yeah, Rene. I did.
1: Yeah. Those, yeah. So you guys, saw, well, you got you saw them. Those are our twin uh, six-year-old boys now, and those are those are the ones that uh, I knew I wouldn't have enough sleep or hours in the day to dedicate when Frank first approached us. <laughs> Woo, about I got right.
3: two boys. They're three and a half years apart, and I couldn't imagine having two no. of them the same
1: age. Those, up, yeah. we a, a daughter, so oh pray for us, please. I'm already sending one up, brother. Those are well-behaved Those are well have a 12-year-old daughter. Oh, boy. Pray for us, please.
0: Hey, I'm with you on the 12-year-old daughter. I have one of those myself. And here's the thing. She took after me where my son took after my wife. It should have been the other way around. I should never... Yeah. I should never have to. Oh, that girl of yours is sassy. Oh, dude, she's crazy. <laughs> dude, I mean. But have she you comes She's a No, buster. no, she comes by <laughs> it honest. I'm not talking crap. Well,
3: the first time I ever met her. <laughs> oh, yeah. We so, was standing in the garage, and yeah. she came out, and she looked at uh, Casey, and she said, uh, Dad, what was it? Uh, if, uh, what'd she say? Something, Something about, about itch cream. If, if you still have a. Uh, what, or diarrhea. Or, hey, if you still have no, diarrhea. It was itch cream. Was it itch cream? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah man. <laughs> <laughs> then she
0: comes out there. She goes, "Hey, here's that cream for your itch." Yeah, that sounds like, like <laughs> oh gosh, dude. She was like ten at the time, dude. Yeah. Man, yeah. she's the queen of the one liners. It's ridiculous. My my daughter busts my balls more in a day than anybody oh, I yeah. know. Oh
3: yeah.
2: I walked in this morning and my son was reading my dad the Ride Act, and I'm I'm just like, oh Cooper, go on. Go on. Don't fire him don't up. Don't get go him on. fired <laughs> up, yeah. So, Bjorn, uh, are any of your kids – I've got two
3: boys, and a, I've got a 22-year-old, an 18-year-old, and a 7-year-old daughter. And uh, at, there for a little bit, my 18-year-old son kind of was flying with me a little bit, showed a little interest, and it kind of fizzled away. Uh, does you, do your kids show any interest in the RC hobby?
1: well our boys one of our boys he does he and, does um, okay he has he has lots of questions and um you know we i've had him on the buddy box before and I, I try not to force the issue but you know i'm sure you guys know um when dad's on the buddy box dad doesn't know what he's doing so the approach this year is going to be i'm going to hit up a couple of the guys in our local club for them to do the buddy boxing There you go. Because dad dad doesn't know what he's doing. Right,
3: dad corrects me. It's I'm getting my ass chewed. But if somebody (laughs) else, uh, you know, it's a whole different. It's a whole different ball game, man. See,
2: I disagree because when I was, I learned how to fly on an old school buddy box with the cord. You know, had to cut it when you when you landed. I don't ever remember my dad uh, of all times my dad not being an asshole. Well, not being an (laughs) asshole, just it's. I don't ever remember my dad being off-color. He's like, hey, don't do that. Do this. You know, and okay. you know, it's Then just... again. You bet my is a dad, breed. so.
3: Craig, Craig will talk to you like he's sincere and just say something off-cuff, and you're sitting there thinking, <laughs> man, is he busting my balls?
5: <laughs> <laughs> man, that old man. i was. going to share
1: with you guys. I did mention how hard-headed I was um, earlier, and apparently that is a genetic trait. So that's
3: why Dad doesn't know anything, because my kids are hard headed just like I am. I've got the same issue. I've got the exact <laughs> same issue, and that's why it's just kind of, uh, you know, my son. He he flew a little timber I had on the same, and he was getting uh, he was getting pretty comfortable, and just like I said, he's he's eighteen, man. He's got so many other things that he's chasing in life other than RC airplanes, but. Uh, <laughs> Who knows, man? But but my kids never really have showed any interest, you
0: know. And man, I could never pay. I couldn't pay my kids to go.
3: Right, and and, and Clint's son Coop,
2: he's. Uh, you, uh, know. you know what he did at we were we were going to uh, his aunt Chelsea's birthday dinner the other night. We were talking on the way up to the restaurant, and uh, he said, "Dad, what do you think about getting me a three D printer?" And I do said, it. I said, "Oh, do really? It. Do it, do it." I said, uh, "Well."
4: Uh, got one sitting at the house, whatever you want. I know.
2: It. <laughs> well, you me, the, Kirk well, and I, we've talked about this computer build that's coming. You know, yeah. well that's gonna be part of that is I wanna get when I set when I put that computer on that desk, I wanna put a three D printer right next
0: to it. Well, hey, me and Kirk have a community three D printer that we're gonna get on loan I, I, to you. That,
4: I, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, you've got one. the better than building the
3: computer and learning you can fix anything. That's right. that's the better
5: You know what right. I
0: hear though? I hear Clint calling me or Kirk. Hey man, this shit ain't working. Come over here and fix this. Exactly. That, that's how that's gonna I go. I say give we,
3: him an hour and a half, then call me back. Right, <laughs> right, right. Out. Yeah, <laughs>
0: he'll figure it out. <laughs> well, I'm gonna be tech support forever at this point. <laughs> how old are those boys?
1: That is, Bjorn. That is one of two pieces of pieces of equipment that we will be getting this year.
0: 3D printer.
3: What What are you looking at? Are you are just looking at like a. Man, I'm I'm seeing that that Ender. What is it?
0: I've got the Ender three V two and and
3: it's like two hundred bucks.
0: Yeah, I mean, bang for buck, I'm happy with it. Now, it's not a
3: huge bed, but as right. far as learning, now I've it's got a couple bucks. of buddies.
0: One of them's got uh, Prusa, which is the high end. I mean, I consider it high end. I don't know if it's high end or not. And then the other one's got like a, uh, I can't think a Lulzbot or something like that. Yeah. I will tell you, the prints that come off of those machines are far superior to the stuff that I'm far out. superior. I've seen your prints, but mine turn out good.
3: And it's a two hundred dollar machine, right? Which
0: I'm pretty particular. I you have to dial it in to get to that point. You don't plug and play to get that kind of stuff. I had yeah. to play with it, but uh,
2: the shocker. The sho-
0: yeah. oh got, man, he's got some
3: shockers.
2: <laughs> what are those? Half not even a half inch tall.
3: Man,
0: yeah, they're an inch tall. They're exactly an are inch tall. Are they inch? Yeah, oh,
2: they're, they're a little bitty, but they're gonna fit right on them cylinder heads perfectly. We, we
0: can't let too much out of the bag on that one, Larry. Keep it under. Keep it under wraps. All right,
2: Clint brought that up, not me.
0: No. Clint you said did. the shocker, yeah. Yeah.
2: It'll be all right. Nobody yeah. knows what the shocker's for.
0: Right. We gotta keep that. That, that will be released no, later the, on.
2: The next one after that is the one you gotta keep under wraps.
0: Oh, so we could talk about this one?
2: A little bit, yeah.
0: What what are you, what are you gonna call it? The shocker. No. No, oh, no, stinky about pink A.
3: Stinky Pinky.
0: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so Bjorn,
3: uh, Back on track. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Are, are you going to try to? Are you going to try to do Joan all this year? If it happens.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a big if for us, man. That's a long haul. Plus, with the day job and everything else we got going on. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's that's rough. definitely a bucket list item for us.
3: But I, I promise you, uh, you'd be well received there. Absolutely. Uh,
1: yeah. It, it's, you know, I, I, I I'm sure. Just like this, uh, the ice house, us I sh- I going to the ice house, I'm sure if I get enough peer pressure, because that's how we ended up going to the ice house. We, I mean, Wayne, uh, Aaron, pretty much everybody, Jimmy, all the, lo- the guys local to us, every time, are you going, are you going, are you going? And they asked enough times where we finally asked able to get some time off of the day job, and we made it happen. Speaking of uh, hey, uh,
4: hey, all three people that listen to this podcast Daniel. will encourage you to go. Yeah.
5: <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> the guy that's on the fucking podcast yeah. is getting this. What's that yeah. about? Wow. <laughs> hey, that you're supposed to be on our side, Kurt. Jeez.
2: Hey, I could have said two. Hey, just so you know, if you're off next weekend, you might as well come to Oklahoma City and sell some rings.
4: Yeah, they
1: already talked about We had a club meeting today. They, Wayne was talking about it.
2: Yeah, I, <laughs> talked, I talked to Wayne today. That's
3: funny. When you yeah. say Jimmy, are you are you talking to, uh, I think, is it Jimmy Allen? Yeah. are you,
1: You're you into the Volkswagens too, aren't you?
3: Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah,
1: I'm we laugh together. Up <laughs> hey,
2: are you a Volkswagen guy?
1: No, I'm not. I, oh, okay. bet,
2: I bet, hey, I bet he can make some rings for that hot rod you're about to build. I bet you I
1: can It's it's a
2: long process
3: (laughs) I've got a crank and a case That's all I've got
0: (laughs) Which man here To attest to Bjorn Right here Jason Hill called me Mm. the other night So the last show He was talking about that Twin cylinder 30 Or what is it? No That Uh, RVVC 30 It is It's a a twin cylinder 30 little cute thing It's a twin cylinder 30 Do you have rings? Well here's the thing Bjorn, didn't you reach out to him and have him give you all kinds of measurements so you could make him some rings Send for that? Send the motor, Bjorn. Let's get some rings for
1: that. No, thing. he um, I had he had some. I had some very specific questions because um, with with that, you do this long enough, you you know your your engines that you have. Uh, you have to ask a couple more questions about because uh, depending on <laughs> which how, how old your RCGF is at that particular line, um, they had different batches of QA. And, um, so there, there are some, we've had lots of engines that we had a set of measurements. We'll send us a, we'll send a, a ring and like, you know, for instance, like with Jason's engine, um, they use 20 CC cylinders, but it's a 30 CC twin. So what ends up happening is the 20 CC cylinder is de So to make for a 15 CC displacement, whether oh, that's okay. marked or not, I'm looking at a cylinder right here in front of me that I got from one of our vendors and it's for a 30 CC twin but it's marked 20cc, so sometimes you have to verify if it's a 15cc cylinder or a 20cc cylinder, and oh. those are not the same rings.
0: Absolutely, so, not. Yeah, but my, we
1: have to ask some, some some just. I have to ask him a couple of extra questions right. before we send out his rings.
0: And my point to all that is, what kind of customer service is that? Right. No, who just, does that? I'm anymore? just going to mail you what you asked exactly. for exactly because it could be wrong. Yeah.
4: Right. <laughs> no. Right. No,
0: you got some micrometers
4: here. Cool. Let's measure some stuff. Let's figure this out. And well, let's get you going. You, good. You're a 3W guy. I got an old 3W 60K Hindel that needs a good freshening up and rebuild. Okay. Do you have it's, a ring for that one?
1: Just a moment here. <laughs> he <laughs> He's probably does. Let me look. I bet he does. <laughs> hey,
2: I bet if he don't, he can.
0: Doran's uh, probably over there going, man. About, these dudes put me on the spot. This
4: isn't talk, how this talk went. Talk about
2: old school. That old school three W one forty. I've got the four cylinder.
4: Well, yeah, one forty four Boy. a three W 4 cylinder. is it,
1: it? should have a bore diameter of one point eight one three. So I'm pretty sure that's the one you have. I have it. I feel I can pretty. Like it.
0: I feel pretty solid when somebody <laughs> goes, yeah, that's supposed to have a bore diameter of 0.813. point eight one
1: three.
0: I feel. I'm like, okay, yeah, send me that. I don't. I'll I don't take trust two.
3: my calipers. No, no,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. You start rattling off numbers with decimal well, that's, points. I'm like, that's, yeah, this like, guy's got figure it figured out.
2: There's a part of me that's going to go home and take a picture of that four-cylinder and be like, "This is four 35cc cylinders." Obviously, I have no idea what the bore diameter is. I want rings. That's that Vegas edition, right? Yeah. Yeah. But see, me,
3: I'm sitting over here you thinking, know, "How
1: do I?" We have customers that fall into that category. You know, I, I'll typically, depending on where they're at, because because we have international customers, it's not practical to ship you know, a cylinder and a piston to us. So we'll we'll just, uh, we'll ask them if they have a machine shop or if they personally have a set of tools available. If they have a set of tools, personal tools available, depending on if it, if they're using calipers and not, you know, dial board gauge getting real complicated, but if they're using calipers, typically I can, those are off depending by ability between three to 10 or 15,000 that I've found. Wow, so, no you
4: shit. Know, <laughs> Yeah, you don't measure anything with calipers that you want accurate. <laughs> I, no, you and, don't. Unless Not they're Mitutoyo calipers, then they're then they're better. Oh,
2: I I assure you, I'll borrow Kirk stuff. He's got high end high end machine. You know, he's a machinist as well, so I'll borrow his shit. I've got a twenty year old set of Harbor Freight ones, that all I use it for is measuring.
4: That's called a tape measure. Well,
3: I use it to measure <laughs> thickness of. Is this forty thousandths uh, aluminum or is this fifty thousandths? That's all I needed to know. Which you can almost tell that by eye. But
1: and you know everything. Every tool has its has its place, man. And if that's what you're needing to use it for, for go/no go type of stuff, then by all means, go for it. <laughs> I just been What if, the hell is know, going? on the sixty. If it is, if you can't verify, the, if the bore diameter is one eight, uh, 1.813.
3: Then yes, I do have it for you. There you go, Kurt.
4: Get your calipers out. I'll check it and see. He'll yeah. set you
0: up. <laughs> <Well>, Kurt's <clears throat> the guy I go to if I need anything like drilled precisely or like that, that's. I'm like, I walk over to his house. I'm like, hey, I got this armload of stuff. Hey, can you help me figure this I, out? I went to and him i said,
3: uh, I can't get. My soldering iron won't melt this.
4: He's like, ah, bring it over. He's like, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what <do> you have <laughs> different than I have, right? I, I'm a compulsive <laughs> fixer. I can fix anything.
2: Hey, on that, on our Blue D7, that airplane wouldn't be flying if it wasn't for Kirk. We sat up there in Old Boston Dust Tavern one evening and had that engine scattered, trying to figure out how to make it fit. It, we got it. What engines in that clip? Oh, it's got it's got a G62 in it. But it's got a a. a uh,
4: it's a three belt uh, it's gear a, it's, reduction. Well, it's a gear, uh, belt reduction. It's a
2: slump prop drive. It's actually it's four belts on the back. You know, and three. so the engine when we bought it stood straight up, but we needed it to be on the ninety degree to get it all to fit right. It, it was just a long ordeal, but we made it work. So that it can go straight up. No, it's actually sitting. Yeah. No,
4: it's uh. It's no, about- that
2: that one doesn't go straight up.
4: It's about thirty degrees clock.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, boy. That oh, made me oh, happy. oh, Bjorn busting my oh. balls. Here we go. Going straight
1: <laughs> up.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: in case you guys couldn't tell, man, when I'm here in the garage trying to kill time machining and all that, I do have you guys on the podcast listening
5: to. You, That's so,
0: awesome. Oh, we sure that. appreciate that. <laughs> So, um, sorry we're dumbing you down buddy right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it actually
2: it, it honestly amazes me and you know i'm not the, the the some of the comments we see and some of the stuff we see you know uh we appreciate everybody so much, you know. I mean, oh, Just some
3: of the offhand comments, you're yeah. like, ah, I uh,
2: forgot there, about that. There was, a, there was a gentleman the other day, he said, best thing to happen to RC in a long time, and <laughs> we're like, uh, we appreciate that, but you have to forgive us sometimes. We don't know how to react to that because we're, cause just, we're a, just having a good time. We're a group of idiots in here just <laughs> running our mouths. Well, I mean,
0: to be 100% Drinking and talking honest shit. and authentic about this deal, this would be our normal Saturday night if we were sitting here on microphones or not. We're just sitting yeah. here recording it.
5: Yeah.
0: And we you know, and guys, we get to meet and hang I out with cool people. Just, you and it's warmer in here. A
1: small example of what happens at airfields all over the country and that's why so many people can relate.
3: Right. So, exactly. And that know, was that was our You know,
1: it's it, it's just it sounds like it's an extension of uh, being at the airfield and just, you know, shooting the breeze with all the guys that, you know, you fly with on a whenever you guys get together. And, hell, man, it's, it's – I know, personally, I appreciate the, the, the podcast.
0: And it's a valid excuse. I tell, hey, I got to go do the podcast, babe. I'm going to be out tonight. You know oh, yeah. I'll be home, you <laughs> know, well, in the morning, maybe.
3: My wife's okay with it. She says, uh, it's not going to be like another 3 or 4 o'clock one, is it? Maybe. Right, right. <laughs> no, she said, do I need to call Clint and make sure? Yeah. Ah, I got this. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> There's been plenty of these that that last on into 3 or 4 a.m., man. Oh, yeah. uh,
2: But part of it also is like having people like Bjorn on. Right. You know, I mean, he he is a genuine dude doing a genuine service for the hobby. You know, he's not trying to make a killing, but he's trying to make some money. I mean, that's what we're all in this. I say that. You know, these guys are all trying to make a buck. You know, I would rather I, I'm going to tell it's, I'm it gonna in, say, their blood. it's yeah. in their blood before
0: they're, yeah. it's right. making Right. He's a got money. a love for yes. the hobby and yeah. everything that's going right. on. Absolutely. Making a buck is probably the just bonus. a cool side effect. Yes. Yeah.
2: So, you know, when it when it comes to it, I don't mind paying people like Bjorn. No, I want to pay know, people like Exactly. Bjorn. I want to pay I want to pay the small guy.
3: And I want to
0: well, I want to support this guy. I, let's not just right. take pay out of it. With I want to support this guy. People
3: that don't know Buying a set of rings from Bjorn is not gonna it it's it's not gonna it's kill you. It's very affordable. It's nothing right. like it's not a hit to the wallet.
0: And you're doing yourself a favor. I mean, you've got all right. that money in an airframe, you know, you spent so much on servo, so much on a motor. What's forty dollars worth of rings gonna set right. you back?
3: And that's what I'm yeah, it's it, I mean it's a least
0: expensive. It's a it's a no brainer, which I man, I don't know the prices of his rings, but would you say it's probably forty or less, wouldn't you say, Bjorn?
1: it depends on application but our rings are either 15 dollars each or, or twenty dollars each so there
2: right. you go so there you go out.
1: uh you know and one of the one of the things is we, <clears throat> we've had um well we've maintained our pricing for the last four years and man i tell you um our the biggest um expense or not expense but our cost of doing business has, has been postage over the last three years or well, four years now and we've kept our postage pretty much constant from the time we, we took over for frank up until this year that's when we you know there was we got to the point where we have to raise our prices on postage and um uh, just with the uh, increased tolerances well not tolerances but uh yeah i guess tolerances I, that we're maintaining I'm tell you and the consistency of everything man it's Lots of customer feedback went into, you know, our pricing and, and, and the quality of the work that we're putting out. But
3: but even when you're talking about postage, you're talking five bucks. No, you're no,
2: no, 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 no. I'm going to tell you, if you have not received a package from Bjorn, you, you haven't received anything. The package shows up neatly packaged in a in a nice manila envelope the rings are seated inside a piece of a PVC pipe that he cuts to protect the rings in a in a little plastic bag with the sticker on the bag marked for what the engine is. You do not understand how much effort these guys put into doing and sending a quality product. They're
3: not thrown in an envelope. And no, it's, it. it's not
2: thrown in. A, he tapes them into this little sliver of PVC pipe that it looks like he cuts. You know, obviously, he, I, and I don't know that. But I'm just telling you, that piece of PVC pipe's a quarter-inch thick with the rings taped in it so they don't get bent or crushed or anything in transit.
1: And yeah, if they get damaged in transit, someone was really trying to, to, to damage them.
3: Well, when you go back to shipping, I could tell you this right now. I just ordered well, some stuff for a little foamy. I have ordered some servos and... and FedEx Speaking can tear ch- up an
4: anvil with the flyswatter. So. It's
3: shipping right now. is it's, it's it's screwed up. So I had tracking, and this was coming from Florida. I ordered it on December 29th, and I got a tracking number, said I was going to get it on January 3rd, which was Tuesday. Uh, No, January 8th, whatever it was, Tuesday. Okay. The eight, the, I think Tuesday was the 8th. I was supposed to get it. And looking at the tracking, the 3rd was the last scan of that tracking number. It yep. didn't show up. So I emailed the company that I ordered from, and I said, hey, this was supposed to show up on the 8th. and I, I emailed them yesterday, and I said, man, it's it's like it's lost. There's not been any updates. And they're like, oh, well, it's taken up to two to three weeks for package to show up. And I'm like, and they're like, well, with COVID and all that. So the shipping, man, I don't know what's going on. It, I guess COVID really has messed it up, but. You know, this was coming from Florida, Oklahoma, which you know usually a three to four day ship, and it, it took uh, well almost two weeks, ah, a week at least.
1: But man, ha- I, have you I, seen I these same you, issues over the last eight months? Man, I, I can't tell you how many orders we've uh, resent just because. I mean, you kind of give the standard answer because of COVID, right? But you you wait long enough. I mean, we've had we've had um, shipments that have been out um, six weeks and they haven't shown up. You know, and the same issue as what you mentioned. There's no tracking um, activity for you know weeks on end. Right. And we get the same answer from you know we we ship primarily with the U.S. Postal Service, but typically with for us, I think just in order to maintain our integrity, we just we we ended up we've just kind of made a decision because we value our customers. We just resend a ring and we'll just express it. Right. Because it just seems like that's the a a better alternative, just so that. You know, you can get your, your your ring
3: and get your your engine going again, <laughs> right. rather than waiting for how you know
1: who knows how long.
2: And it's it's a uh, you know I, you know I, hey, I just have to correct you right here. The eighth was yesterday.
0: Okay, I,
3: Well, I'm sorry. The third it was supposed to show up on the third.
0: Dude, you scared me because
2: no what what
3: I, I don't know. All I know is was ordered on the 29th and it was supposed to show up Tuesday. And the last scan was like last Sunday.
2: Either way – You got me fouled up.
3: Listen.
2: Listen, (coughs) Listen, Linda. (laughs) I
3: I, I mean, I can get out and get the details. All I'm saying is (coughs) it was supposed to show up Tuesday, and as of last, like, Sunday, there was no updates on the tracking number, nothing. And all of a sudden it just was in my mailbox today. It showed up, but uh, USPS is
0: failing me, man. I don't know. Anyways,
3: what are y'all – over here sign what
0: I have no idea use your words Clint use your words yeah
3: (laughs) I think what he's saying is we've been going on for like an hour
0: an hour and a half yeah I think it's time for a break
5: let's
0: do it alright we'll be right back hey you don't get to say we'll be right back and welcome back we'll
4: be right back
2: Welcome back to the RC scrap pile. Hey, he
0: toned that down a little bit.
2: I did. you, you, you chewed you're my ass too many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Man, you don't understand the work you create by being so loud. which okay, man I'll tone it down just a little.
0: I kinda am a little Na- Napoleon complex yeah, <laughs> with, with with some stuff.
3: So so during the break we was talking to Bjorn and uh I'll admit it we kind of asked him what is what is uh future goals are and uh touched the subject of being the actual oem ring m- builder you know provider and uh bjorn you told us valley view, tell us tell us the deal with valley view
1: um well right now valley view rc they are our u.s distributor so, and um about 99% of the engines that they sell have our reins in them. And that was, that's, they were our first, um, I guess, distributor in the U.S. And that's the agreement we had with them. But our, we also have an agreement with um, DLE Australia. Um, so uh, that's, as we talked about the equator kind of thing. So right now they're in the midst of their flying season, but typically when it's uh, our flying season, it's their built season. So that's when our orders for Australia, or DLE Australia ramp up. But our, our goal ultimately is to become an OEM piston ring manufacturer for all the big names and to have our piston rings in your engine from day one. So you have the performance that, you know, our rings are known for right out of the box.
3: So what you're saying is, uh, you know, I'm sure I don't, I'm not real sure what Valley View distributes, uh, DLES, sell yeah.
1: DLE, RCGF, and VV Valley View RC, which they have, they uh, they've made their changes to, you know, just specific engine changes that for their customers and their applications. And
3: if you order one from them, chances are it's going to come to you with,
2: with the uh, uh, RMJ. It it seems rings. like that there's now, and, and I'm not I'm not say anything, but it seems like that there's an option when you like order an engine to add the rings. Yes, just check a box.
1: That's all it takes.
2: And and they'll put the rings in them, and send it to you. Absolutely. So you're getting a factory fresh motor. Yes,
5: with his with rings. With Bjorn's
2: rings.
3: Yes. Yes.
5: Sir.
0: And and Why some we, something else absolutely. that I heard there. He said you know, or international for like Australia. So man, it's not like you're just in the U S you're, you're an international guy.
1: Yeah, we've, uh, we, I mean, I just named off like the, the, our big, um, big orders. And that's, you know, Valley view RC that they are our biggest U uh, S customer. Um, uh, DLE Australia, but we've sold to Europe, pretty much every single country in Europe. Um, we've sold to Thailand, Thailand, Africa, South Africa, Russia, um, Indonesia, Dubai, you name. The only thing we haven't sent rings to, I believe, is our Antarctica. But, you know, the, the hobby is pretty small <laughs> right. there. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, we, we've shipped pretty much to all, all all the corners of the globe. And, man, we've got RC family. That's how we view it. We, we've got RC family everywhere.
0: Man, that blows my mind. You're sitting here in Midland, Texas, and... Something you manufacture in your facility goes around the world. That that's well, just amazing and to me.
2: I, and I'm not trying to say any. You know, I'm I'm glad that he has that ability, but you also have to put it back into our podcast, also. Right. Look, you know, we have all the analytics of all the places that have downloaded it's, our podcast. Right. I it's mean, actually it crazy. Kinda, it kind of puts it into perception of what he's done with with engine rings or piston rings.
0: Yeah, Australia is actually number three on our list.
2: Right.
1: Absolutely. You know, with the
0: United States yeah, just to and the depart- uh, Australian Aussie
1: customers, a shout-out. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah. So, it's it's great. Man.
4: All the planes fly upside down down there. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the toilets yeah.
0: spin backwards, from what I understand. Australia is a different... The big thing in
3: Australia as far as like cars, have you ever watched any of that stuff? This is way uh-uh. off topic.
2: They're big in, they, they do these burnout contests. Well, I mean, there's nothing better than smelling some, burnt dude. I'm tire. talking
3: burnouts, dude.
0: Like roast them till they catch on fire, they blow.
3: Like tires that have a different compound that when they roast them, they smoke like pink and green and oh all. yeah hey is
2: that is that tire mark still in front of your house absolutely Damn. <laughs> yeah <laughs> real deep down
3: in that asphalt oh, that ain't man. going nowhere anytime soon
2: boy i love that old, that old <laughs> truck man oh you should have seen the smile on your kid's face he's sitting next to me he said dude you're fucking up my tires <laughs> yeah. i bet you that fox
3: body to do a better
0: one <laughs> i doubt it uh, I, <laughs> I doubt it. Will. No, no I, 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 I'm confident. Like, no, it'll Larry, actually Larry be correct.
3: two streaks instead of one. Uh,
2: no, oh, yeah. there's a whole lot no. to hang on to <laughs> yeah, when it's yeah. got two streaks. Now, it, it, yeah. Uh,
3: Bjorn, my son, I got an 18 year old son. That's <laughs> he, he's 18, and since he turned 16, he has bought and sold nine vehicles
2: and made money
3: on every one of. Them. And uh, Good, right now he he's got an '89 Fox Body uh, five liter five speed car that has sixty thousand miles on it, and it is a
1: beautiful which body, car. Which body style? The Fox it, it's Body. A hat, it's a hatch. It, it, hatch? It, yeah, it's a, a hatch. Mustang. Yeah. I had a I had a '93 notch back. It was an automatic four cylinder, and I I converted I changed it over to a five speed and and a, and a you know, big old single turbo. Um, 331 Ooh,
3: that's what I'm Hair talking dryer. about, baby. Yep.
1: Yeah, I scared myself enough that my daughter was about two years old at the time, yeah. that um, I had to get rid of it. Make you now nah. in a
3: car like that, you got to make sure you're going straight before you hammer down on that right. throttle, yeah. or you'll end up in a ditch. Or, <laughs> yeah. or
1: when you're te- when you're when you're trying to uh tune your data logs, which is what I was doing, and the last you remember. Is switching into fourth gear to probably over seventy miles an hour, and you hit your high boost table, and the car decides to step sideways. Yeah. And that really, yeah. really wakes you up. Yeah, it, it's
3: a really short wheelbase car. It'll swap ends on you
4: real
2: Man, quick. I, uh, yeah, I'm at a point. I the wish the Mustang
4: curse. Yes,
2: sir. Yeah, I'm. I'm at a point. I wish he still had that truck. I'd have bought it. I couldn't have bought it when he sold it, but <sighs> I'd buy it now, dude. I, that truck was so slick. What he got out of that truck baffles me. I know, but it, it was right.
0: Hey, yeah, we can it, find you one if you want one. I, we can I, find you one. Like I
2: guarantee. You, yeah. I guarantee you, dude. We had that truck so right. It yeah. Oh man, it and just I, started and, and it ran. And, and I <laughs> knew that
3: when that. When, so, so my son and his, he go. I mean, it's it's flavor of the week with him. Uh, he he got an '87 uh, GMC. Long bed. No, it was a long bed. It was slick. Who, can, af- was who right. can
2: afford a short bed
3: right. Chevy of at, at that year now? I mean,
2: had slick wheels and tires on But uh
3: me, Clint, and my boy, we put a big old fat nasty cam in that thing. Boy, it run good. It, it ran real nice. <laughs> <laughs> it ran. Real nice. Uh, my neighbors remember every day how well it ran as they leave their
5: house.
3: Because <laughs> there's about a 60 foot burnout right uh, in front of brand new blacktop. That that blacktop's <laughs> brand.
2: <new. laughs> well, we, man, it it goes back to we were sitting outside having a drink, and old Gavin he said, "You think he'll do a burnout?" Well, just let me see the keys. Let's find out. <laughs> oh, it did. He didn't. And then, he
0: didn't and then the homeowners association uh, uh, shows up at Larry's house. No, the homeowners that.
3: association. He was upset at them Nettos that he was sitting there just <laughs> bowling <laughs> up. <laughs> He's like, man, those Nettos, are yeah.
5: expensive tires. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right,
2: so let's get back on track here. Now, I love talking about cars and hot rods, but let's get back on track. So, use
0: your, your, your use your re- words.
2: Your rings in every engine that's our ultimate goal yes sir man that's a hell of a goal i hope you achieve
3: that i i can he's on a good start
0: absolutely
3: he's on a good start
2: well i can tell you the next mm-hmm. I, you know and i'm one of
1: them guys if it's not broke don't fix it you know well but no, you know, there's a no, caveat no, to right. that too and, though and what i what i typically tell people is you know you have you have um stuff that's good for you and you know stuff that'll get you to optimal right. So If, some, if something's good enough for you to get by and it, and it works, wonderful. But once you have that taste of what what optimal means, right. then your perspective changes.
3: It's kind of you like know? this ladder right here. this is a
1: yeah,
2: that's the one you fuck with.
3: Well, I'm just saying, you know this, <laughs> this is a, this is a 50 cent ladder, and it uh, kicks a flame every time.
2: right. So I, but, I guess it's one of those deals I mean? the next time I go through one. There's no question. No question. I'm gonna order a set of rings for it. Put a set of rings in it. And go on. Like I'm. I'm almost to the point. I have. I have a DLA 128 four cylinder. That it needs a set of rings. Just it doesn't need them, but it's gonna need them. It needs them right now.
3: <laughs> Me and Kerry Howard. Kerry Howard's got that 70 cc uh,
2: extra. Right. GP 76, isn't it?
3: Yes. I'm a GP I'm, well, a GP I'm a GP fan. We talked Boy. about we
2: talk I,
3: I I'm gonna end up with that airframe and and when he's he told me straight up, this came from his mouth, he said, man, get you that GP seventy six and order a set of rings. Right. Before you every before just do it. Yeah, just do
1: it. Well, I mean, what's it? Uh dl uh your board diameter is one point four five seven. I
0: Anybody that can break off the numbers off the top of their dome. Yeah, without looking at his cheat sheet. Right.
5: I'm
0: he didn't old. have a chance to. I'm hey, old and it, and I've it, done a lot of weird shit it's in my It's a life. 128 <laughs>
2: four-cylinder, not a 116. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, geez. This guy's on point.
3: On point. You just can't. Uh, what he's saying is.
2: Just go ahead and what send. What he's saying hey, is hey, send
3: them and he'll have them in the mail Monday. Just. Hey, what I'm can, saying is just send me, send me
2: the invoice for four rings. And, oh, by the way, I'm going to need gaskets because that's how I am. I'll go ahead and order them from DLA, and we'll be in good shape. Ah, that motor's
1: never ran. Yes what do you sir, mean that you motor's know, never ran? Oh, which my, motor my are you talking about? My, my four-cylinder? I'm, I'm, like I said, I am the world's worst about, you know, advertising or talking about myself, so I'm going to have her chime in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, absolutely. I was thinking we need to get Come her on, on the is show. Emily? Is,
1: it's Emily, right? It's Emily, that's right. Yeah. It was, it was, Hi.
3: What do you have just, to add, Emily? I
6: want, well, I just want you guys to know that he makes all of these rings in our garage. So when he comes home from work after working on his day job, he spends time with the kids until they go to bed. And so at 8 o'clock, he's out in the garage till midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning. And I'll be doing the paperwork or the invoicing or working on the website or, or whatever needs to be done on the other side of the business. Um
1: Dealings. so, so every, every one of the rings that we ship out, if you if you um, just you know take a gander at the uh, at your invoice, and we make a point of it to to make it very personal. Like Clint said, you know every one of those PVC rings are they are cut by hand, and you know that's just a protective measure. But every one of our invoices, we have a handwritten thank you note on there, He's you know, just kid. to thank our customers. And he- you know, it's, we think, we we think that's very important.
3: Not to sound weird, enough, do you think maybe we get Emily to put on some bright red lipstick and kiss the invoices for us?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, bet
3: <laughs> yours, I, bet, I bet yours is. <laughs> 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 Emily, oh, I'm man. messing with you. I'm going to have to go some lipstick again. That's not in the budget, lady. <laughs> yeah, that's not in the yeah, budget, yeah, lady. You yeah. can't afford that, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, well, that, that's just a testament to this deal, too. Man, he's got his wife back. And I I would bet that she probably does as much work as he does. Absolutely. His might be more more physical, manual, and everything like that. But I guarantee you, she's on point.
3: His is cut and dry. His is, this is what I need to do. Hers is, it's a different different address. It's a different, everything is. It's it's it's, dealing with all the BS is what it is. You can't streamline shipping. Right. You can streamline, this is what I need to cut. You know what I mean?
6: when I do the shipping portion, but then I also deliver it to the post office. And because we've had issues with um, envelopes being lost from the time that I drop it off to the time that they're supposed to be shipped out, I stand in line and wait for them all to be scanned so that I have, so I know that they've been scanned in and now they're being tracked from that point on. So what you're so, saying
2: is customer service right there well, at its best. She, she's in the, the trenches. She's I've dealt doing with the hard post stuff.
3: office enough. And I'm, I get people's jobs. I understand people get frustrated with, with customers when you deal with the public. But, man, I've never – not to talk bad about our postal service, but that's probably some of the worst customer service I've ever dealt with anywhere I've ever See, been. Uh, Those people hate their jobs. That's <laughs> weird. At, at least here.
2: Every time I've been into my post office at 89th and Penn, man that's the most friendly bunch of people i've Dude, ever done every with. time
3: i go there's two people doing it and then one of them
2: there's 10 people in
3: line and one of them they just disappear. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's 10 people in line where are you where are you <laughs> going the other right one right disappears <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, I, don't, I don't know man you I, know and
1: and i i i really we 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 just like I go the extra mile with with the piston rings and and you know and the tolerances and the care that we take into manufacturing them, you know I I, I just like I mentioned that I'm not good at you know selling myself, but Emily she kind of undercuts herself with the work that she does with getting them out to out the door in a timely fashion, you know, and, and updating our customers. I mean sometimes we will have customers that um, not sometimes every day. We have customers that email us in and ask questions. You know, specific applications. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a custom application, and she'll relay it over to me. And you know, just to want to answer emails in a timely fashion and also personable. You know, it, it goes a long way. And you know, we've been we've been doing it now, and it's it's a it's a fact of life anymore. And you know, we, for the most part, we've got all the kinks ironed out when it comes to. Uh, our you know the customer service side of things but man it's you know it's definitely a team effort and you know i I give all the props to emily and 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 the work that she does and you know this is not just me
3: what's beautiful is she's on board just
0: as much as you are absolutely that's that's the amazing part and
1: And that's i'm i'm
2: I'm gonna be up front with you bjorn bjorn and his wife donated the set of rings it's in that 116 just absolutely you know, and uh, I they, appreciate that. But even in the donation of those set of rings, there was a handwritten note. Thank you for right. trying our rings.
0: Right. Well, here's the deal you know, with that. I, I, he you gave, can't go past that. Right. That's awesome. Well, what he did there, that's a, that a classic sales move. He gave you a taste. Oh, yeah. And once <laughs> you taste it, once the you next taste one's the power. Cost you. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> And he's uh, already needing another set. Yeah, see? There it is. Well, what? and
6: when we, were, when we were at the Ice House, I was the one at the table selling rings while Bjorn was out talking to people because I said, no, you need to go talk to people. We've got all these rings gapped. If they come up, then I can pull them. It's not a problem. And so, occasionally, I'd have a question that he needed to come back for because I'm like, God, he's over there somewhere. He'll be right back. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. But um, just to get get our stuff out there but our kids were really good there too because they handed out business cards to everybody that they saw and talked to people and so that's we're what trying i trying to make a family affair a family effort and, and we tell them this is going to pay for your college one day so you guys <laughs> need to be a part of it too
0: that's awesome i love i love seeing a family affair you guys all coming Absolutely. together for one common goal to make some things happen and, I, I sure and wish, you're helping us all out in, like, in the middle I'm
1: saying, you know with emily being part of the business i mean the decision to take over for frank it, it was we talked about it for a long time you know just just us before we even approached frank to you know to ser- to have a serious conversation but when we sat with frank and valerie you know it was at our in our house at our dining room table and emily was there with me you know this was this was a you know a team effort and you know it was a team effort to make the decision to take over for frank and you know carry that, carry on that tradition and it's a team effort to this day, with you know manufacturing, shipping, customer uh, e- answering emails and phone calls. And it's it's all it's a team effort. It's, there is no way to effectively and efficiently and you know and and also high quality to do it in any other way.
3: I and that's awesome. That's well. It, the it, only thing it, goes to my head, Emily. Do you fly? Do you fly anything? No. Any interest in flying?
1: Yeah, I think
5: I need
3: to do that. <laughs> right. Hey, at least get a taste. Either you like it or you don't. But no, 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 no. And then the hobby uh, get, just she, gets twice uh, as expensive. Well, <laughs> the deal is if she learns to fly. Here's the deal. She if this well, is kind of the whole
6: of... thing. The whole deal is that Bjorn works so hard for us day, you know, during the day, but at night, that on the weekends I have to make him go fly because he doesn't want to take that time away. From either the business or family and that sort of thing. But I know it helps him relax and reset and think about goals and what's coming next. If he can go and get out there and.
2: Exactly. Run, not. You
6: and, that's what, and I fully support him on doing that as well as with IMAC going to the different competitions. He wants us to go with him. But I'm like, there's no way I'm going to drag three kids. Two dogs. Two dogs. <laughs> and now you have fun
0: and we'll see you in a couple of days. She's a you keeper. Know? Yeah. She's a keeper. Absolutely, <laughs> dude. Yeah, you don't want, fuck that up. Yeah, you won the lottery, man. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Don't
0: fuck that up,
3: Bjorn. It's what, it's what uh, the younger generation calls that's a ride or die. Right,
0: right, right. I'm right. over here wondering. You got a sister? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh wait, I've been married 19 years. Never mind. We'll talk oh, later. Geez. We'll do this off air. Yeah.
6: <laughs> but it, it, it's it's so <laughs> awesome. I was going to say Bjorn and I have been together for 21 years this year and married for 15. And so I've been around him long enough to to deal with his quirks and his OCD and everything else. And we balance each other because I am so not that way. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Right. I get that.
6: That is correct.
2: It's so awesome that, that you guys have that. And it was so awesome to meet you guys at Ice House, you know. I I I feel bad we didn't get enough time to hang out and bullshit, but yo, know, y'all were there on a mission, Business. we were there on a mission. Yeah. I mean, what mission were you on? I don't think were you I guys were I was on the show. mission to get Wayne Wagner's <laughs> right. tacos. I saw oh, yeah, yeah. Go up. <laughs> <laughs> he, said,
3: he said I saw that airplane go. well real briefly cuz I don't think it made more that's too plat, too what do they call them? Two three, pa- two, three pass throw. Three
2: pass throw. Yeah, three. it went straight <laughs> up,
3: made three circuits, and landed.
2: Dude, that wasn't a place for that airplane. I <laughs> it promise was, it, you're right. It, it wasn't. You were standing right next to me, and you were like, "Uh, uh, dude, there's a turbine coming at there's you." There's a lot. Going on there.
5: yeah.
1: <laughs> man, that was that man. And I will say for the for the, everybody listening out there, if you haven't made it, I you know just with we, we have one of these events under our belt now, and if you if you haven't made it before definitely make it a point to go because we had a wonderful time we had um, i think yeah everybody was amazingly the hospitality was off the charts and you know for us it's it's a whole different connection you make with a cust- with our customers i guess our hobby friends when you know you put a face up to the name to right the order and like yeah i do remember you. you ordered blah, blah 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 you know i'll rattle stuff off and we got to visit with so many different people, and we got to meet new people. Man, it, it was it was an absolutely phenomenal time. Look at that blanket,
0: <laughs> dude. Uh, uh, yeah, Clint's wife made a blanket.
1: Why?
5: Would while we, we've been yeah. recording, <laughs> See, yeah. that is, that <laughs> literally, right. I got the hiccups. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. My wife enjoys hanging out with my friends you
0: hangs out and join with us doing the podcast tonight. Dude, hey, she puts with us. Yeah, she made a post last week that I'm her favorite host. I felt <laughs> yeah, honored by what? that. that hey, where's my Star Mix? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I prefer the uh,
2: Coca-Cola bottles myself. He's because. he's her favorite host. I'm her fucking husband. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: yeah. I'm not the
2: favorite. Dude, host. As soon as she hell? posted
0: that, I get a phone call from Clay. I goes, what the hell's going on, man? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Do we need to talk? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah
1: hey. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. That hey. might have been a silent hint for you, Clint. You might want to start being nice to her. Yeah.
2: No. No. <laughs> don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you if you want to walk out of <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There you go. That's why you don't have a blanket. I don't,
2: exactly. I don't have a blanket and here she comes walking up behind me. So I know she, something's fixing to happen. (laughs) She brought a sandwich. She brings a snack.
1: You know, it's, I think it's just an extension of, you know, the hobby and the camaraderie and everything. It's, it definitely makes it a lot, a lot easier, well, not easier, but it just makes it more worthwhile. If you have that support system, you got a spouse that supports you with the hobby and, is in uh, better yet if they're into it as well, man. It's just you know, the more the merrier, right? Or your kids, or man, it's it's just I I love the hobby and you know, I, I do everything I can to support it and you know, and everybody that's in it. So, it's, I just I love the hobby and everything that it's done for us. And, and, Bjork, my stress level, and well. we
3: appreciate the hell of it, man. You provide a service that uh, not there, no I'm one not else saying does. there's no competitors and that's what makes you who you are, but uh, it. it Somebody wants to compete. You better fucking bring your A game, buddy. Right. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? This this is a well uh, refined deal that he's right. doing. This ain't just I'm gonna go buy me a machine and some stock and and compete with you. You've, well, you've you've done a lot of research and you've honed the craft.
0: Well, you're not gonna get more care out of anyone than you're gonna get out of this guy. I right. feel confident in saying that.
1: But, right. you know, I've, I've learned an expression that re, that I really, really in the heart. It's one of those, and it goes along the lines of it, you, everybody can have a hammer, but it's the carpenter that really can make it shine. So, I mean, it's the skills and everything that I've learned from Frank and, you know, that I've learned along the way, you can have the, you know, the bottom of the barrel machine, but if you spend the time to, to, to get the output to where you want it, and it, I think the results just speak for themselves
0: absolutely well man bjorn do me a favor man shout us out give us your email your uh all your social media stuff and everything like that i'll make sure and get a copy of it in the show notes but man let us know where we can get a hold of you
1: awesome man um our i'll start off with our, our website is uh, just like we talked about earlier our name ringmaster jr but it's rmj machine not, not
0: rjm no it's rmj i <laughs> know i've got it now I, it, it's it's set in not stone rjm
1: <laughs> the RMJ M-J machine works and that's W O R X.com. Our email address is the same RMJ machine works at gmail.com. And we have a Facebook page, same thing, RMJ machine works. And, same uh, Instagram. and same for Instagram. And, you know, I'm really starting to do better about social media, but you know, like we discussed, there are only so many hours in the day and, A lot of things I take for granted, Emily will kind of slow me down and say, hey, you need to take a picture of that and post it. So, you know, I apologize if we haven't been that active and posting pictures. But, man, it's I get so in the zone sometimes that I forget. I just kind of just focus on what I'm doing.
0: Well, it's one of those things that you're you're setting yourself apart. You're taking care of the customer first and the other stuff is secondary. So that's totally understandable.
6: But back to that, if you do have one of our rings in your engine or your airplane, go ahead and take a picture and send it to us, and we'll be sure to put it on um, our social media pages and share that out with everybody. That's
0: and like I said, I'll definitely have links and everything in the description. Man, make sure you guys read that description. We've got discount codes in there to kind of help you guys out, you know, lets us know where you can support us and things like that. One of the biggest things you could do for us right now is get on iTunes or Spotify or anything. Leave us a review. I'm not asking for five stars. Give us your honest opinion. Let us know. And I will make sure that all the links and everything. Clint's over here laughing. I don't know what's going on over here. Bjorn.
5: That's a beautiful beard. (laughs) That's a beautiful beard. See,
0: here's the thing. I get led out of all this when we have somebody on the the phone as a guest. We use my phone, so I can't sit over here and keep up with social media and check stuff out. (laughs)
3: I'm gonna say it's the silver involved. He's got a lot of silver. Uh, there's in a lot thing. of gray
0: there. Salt and no, pepper.
1: No, not gray. It's called silver.
0: Okay, it's silver. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> and and also on the same token,
1: also you know we would like to add that we will more than likely be contacting you to uh, just to add a discount code for our our products to for you guys. As
0: oh, well, that that's awesome. We man. appreciate. Yeah, that. we'll definitely take care we'll of you. We'll definitely
2: on that. take care
1: of you. Yes, sir.
0: All right. Well, Bjorn, we definitely appreciate having you on, man. You and your wife, Emily. Thank you. Hey, here's you know? here's something I've noticed.
3: Are are the boys are are they at the grandparents? Or yeah, it's super quiet. I know over you're there. not. You're you're both kind of uh, neither one of you live hometown. So, the, hey, if
6: <laughs> our our daughter is taking is watching the boys. They're actually, I believe, watching Thor. Um, well,
3: I tell you what, she's doing one hell of a job, <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, be I... sure to
2: get her some ice cream <laughs> yeah. or something. Because yeah.
3: I haven't yeah. heard
2: any. <laughs> yes. yeah.
0: Well, I mean, legitimately, the reason why we have this studio is because there was nowhere else we could put this equipment that was quiet enough <laughs> to pull this off.
5: <laughs> right. Period.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. You're doing a good we're, job, man. We're actually in um,
6: what I guess you would call the machine shop of our garage, yeah. where, where Bjorn works. So
3: That's the best spot to be. Well, yep. they haven't got suspicious and came checking on y'all, so it sounds right. like they're yeah. They're, just go, uh,
2: just go ahead and lock the door and take yeah. care of business.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Emily might have given them very specific instructions on what not to do. That's probably what, what's going on. Well, there. they right. listen a lot they better listen? than my kids, then, because no my joke,
3: kids man. would have been like, the more I tell them not to, the more they're uh, interested. What, what 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 what's going on? What? Well, have you <laughs> met have you met your boys? in the name of curiosity you met them that you should have seen them when they were. oh man i got so many stories <laughs>
2: <laughs> bjorn emily we sure appreciate you guys being on tonight
1: absolutely and i, I
2: will definitely you be know, in touch with you really on the other
1: stuff the invite and i, I, I do want to say you know you guys from the first episode on man we really appreciate the mentions and and the compliments and everything then and, and you know i just want to say an, a genuine thank you and um this is i think and uh, this year, uh, going forward, we definitely want to reciprocate the support. So we just want to say, you know, the, the unsolicited thank yous and, and support you guys gave us, thank you.
5: Absolutely, well, that's absolutely. what we do, man. Hey, well, man,
3: guys, if y'all need any, give this guy, give him a chance, man. Yeah. I promise you, get you a ring from not. him or two whatever you need I promise you
0: Well he's talking about all the mentions and everything. It's easy to talk about and mention something that you can believe in. Right. Something something right. that you know hard copy. This You're guy's right. going to take care of it. Right. Absolutely. It's, we we're not bringing this guy up to help sell anything or anything like yeah. we believe in this product and we want other people to know.
1: Absolutely. Thank
0: you. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We right, appreciate you
1: guys. Thank we'll you. holler at you in a couple days. We'll let you get yeah. back
0: to
2: your Saturday evening.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. Y'all yeah. we'll have Some a good night. Show. Thanks again. Hey, yeah. thank you guys.
2: We'll talk
3: to
0: you soon. Thank you. Bye. 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 See ya. Bye. Man,
2: what a deal. Dude,
3: this, man, hey, such
2: cool people. He
3: started talking. Listen, I- <laughs> so when you, you know, Bjorn makes rings, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, he may. But, man, he started. Kirk, he yes. started you started rattling stuff quiet. off with the 100000 you're a machinist. Yeah. You're by trade. Yeah, used to you be. Know, used <laughs> to be. This guy, I saw you kind of going, huh?
4: Yeah. He knows he's hitting, what he's doing. He's hitting shit that he knows what he he's knows talking. He knows
0: what about. he's doing. And man, I ain't talking shit on Kirk right now. But dude, this guy is probably one of the most. <laughs> Thanks, Casey. Well, no, 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 no. This, no, no. It's kind of, it's kind of wrapped can up. Can one
4: of y'all grab that knife out of
0: man, my hand? Man, when you start carry. talking, no, no it's listen. wrapped up in a in a compliment. Really, I mean, if it's something that I know has to be measured down to the nut, you're the dude. You <laughs> what? know what I'm saying?
3: Well, in my trade, you know, I'm not saying. But when you start talking uh, heat treat, metallurgy. Thousands of uh, an inch, metallurgy, heat treat. When you're talking about the – you change a little bit in your heat treat. uh, uh, Man.
4: Yeah. He he knows what he's doing. I'm not just I'm the, not going to take it to a temp and cool it off. He you may know, be doing this in his garage, but he's not that, just you know, some guy doing this in his garage. He knows what he's doing. It's a absolutely passion. It's well. A, it's an it, absolute passion. It's for a this passion, guy. and he's yes. trying to take it to another level. Within and, like and, and within in
0: 100 opinion, thousands thousands, that's how where he's going. And in right. my
2: opinion, in the RC community, it's our opportunity to support him.
0: Absolutely.
2: And like he, we said, people. You this know,
3: isn't it, a it's not it's an event it's not it's not so you buy a brand new four hundred dollar motor.
2: And you put a set of rings in it. And you put a twenty dollar ring in it. And I it runs will absolutely guarantee perfect
3: to you. If if you can prove me wrong, I will give you your money back for that ring. That motor's gonna run better. Absolutely. I've witnessed
2: it firsthand. I can't wait to start your little DLE forty.
4: I, Which, I, I don't think it's a fresh motor; it's been ran, but and that's fine. I got a DLE twenty sitting in the toolbox at home. That boat anchor. <laughs> I got, I got, I got three of them. that need some work. <laughs> boat anchors.
2: <laughs> uh I hate to.
0: Out of four, I got one that runs good.
2: I I hate to take a left turn off the. Oh jeez, here we the
0: go.
2: RMJ Machine Works. Grumpy road. cat left turn. There's a change in
3: plans. Is that where you're going? There's a
2: change in plans. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Which kind of, we kind of, he, he hates doing this because he knows he's about to actually me we hit spot. that we wasn't on air when we hit that with bjorn right
2: right but there has been there has been a change in plans we think no we know well there has been a change of plans. yes there is a change in plans but it's but but <laughs> it's kind of our fault and kind of not our fault
4: well, well due it's, to a scheduling conflict right
0: well well maybe <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe.
4: <laughs> First of all, scrap, people got to meet Charles. Right, yeah. You
0: would have to meet my landlord. He's the awesomest dude in the world. But. Kind of. Well, you say landlord. I mean, I, he is a landlord, but.
4: Well, he owns the building. He's the building owner. Uh,
2: but here's my problem. Here's my problem with this whole situation. I don't care how much of an owner of this building he is, you put more than a dot. On the calendar. Listen, I, I don't Listen, know, Linda.
3: Listen. Oh, no, here's my here's my I'm not sure. And I'm pretty sure Casey's not sure. The first time I met Charles
2: <laughs> Oh, same time
3: was I after met the podcast, he was sitting in his pickup under a tree. Under a tree on the uh, anyway. having a drink. <laughs> Actually I think he was passed out. I well think maybe we woke him up. Yeah, I, anyways, I'm pretty sure we woke him up. I'm not sure where he comes from, what he comes from, or anything, but he owns this building, which is,
2: and he's right. Let's say
3: square footage rise. Oh, uh, I have no idea. Twenty thousand. Oh man, it's probably
4: it's more bigger than that. that. There's probably twenty four offices in this building, right? And
3: this is probably twenty five hundred square feet. Yeah. So, anyway, this is this, this
2: guy's is 3, in a 2011 Ford under the tree, passed out, and he pulls out of that tree.
3: Listen, I listen I, I, if I told you, most people probably wouldn't believe it,
0: and that's fine. Well, here's the thing about him: he's that guy that he knows everybody in town; everybody knows him. Listen, I mean, here's the deal: like Charlie is kind of your get out of jail free card. If well, you mention we Charlie, are, we are like everybody knows who we are. You know, less kind of. than hundred
3: yards away from the city cop shop. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, and yeah. he sits. Under, under this the tree, tree. <laughs> with his headlights shooting directly towards the cop shop, drinking beer.
5: <laughs> well, now, hey,
0: <laughs> I don't know where you guys live out in the world because you know I know this the is world is a, this is typical shit. Oklahoma stuff, yeah. and we're we're in a we're we're downtown in a fairly small town.
3: I nah, small compared to what? I, I,
0: we're a suburb. Yeah, it's. Hold on, let's see. Yeah, i a suburb of Oklahoma Oklahoma City. For for Oklahoma, it's a pretty big town. But for the national scale of things, it's probably not that big of a town.
2: Last week, I pulled Smearing out of here
0: in that van. More Oklahoma. It's got got
2: exhaust on it. Right. You know, so you can hear it from even up here in our studio. Dude,
0: it was rattling the freaking. Right. Yeah, I mean, okay, y'all say
3: small. It says the population of More Oklahoma where we're at, where we live. Well,. Where you where live. I live.
2: For the most part, yeah.
3: Sixty three thousand people.
2: Right. I mean compared to LA? No, nah, no. Well that that's that's nothing compared to we went to Apache Pass. The ice house. And what was that town? Like fourteen hundred people or something where we had to Airbnb? Uh maybe. We we pulled in, we're like, what the fuck are we doing here? You know. But anyways,
3: this you say a small town, to me it's not it's not Podunk. No, 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 it's definitely no, not. Podunk. But it's not like Oklahoma City population. But we're we're really getting off track. So, anyways, <laughs> Charles that owns this building.
0: So, uh, <laughs> so basically, <laughs> I'll, I'll just put it out like this. So we reserved the auditorium for the 16th
3: <laughs> months, ago. Mon- months,
0: months ago. Months, I mean, months, months. I put that dot ago. on the calendar. Right. Is your dot. So he puts a dot on the calendar as reserved. But, he has no idea who but, reserved it, but no other information. So when I asked him again about it the other day, he's like, "Well, that one's already booked." I'm pretty sure it's our booking, but if it's not, I don't want to have a ton of people showing up here. And
3: it's it is, not us. And the and, reason and it's not we us. say
0: this is it's a it's a weird deal, which this you know, place I've, has been booked before for a
3: rap concert, right? That right. Probably had.
0: Dude, it was full. Uh, I mean, fifteen
3: hundred people down in. There, I would bet fifteen hundred you know? people. I, I
0: don't know. Oh, it was ridiculous. So it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Jeez l dog in the house, man. What? Ashy Larry. Wow, what? About to be splashy Larry. That Jeez, that's <laughs> itchy weight. That's gonna itch when it dries. That, oh, that absolutely. Is, that didn't pick up. Ah,
2: it's it, burning my eyes.
5: That didn't pick up.
2: <laughs> at, at any rate, yeah, so we we've, ba- we've changed the location.
0: Yeah. So basically, we're to safeguard and everything like that, which is gonna be outside. We're gonna do it at our local field. We're still going to have the swap meet. It's still going to be a fun fly. We're going to do everything that we were going to do here, but bigger. And, and you know, I kind of caught a lot of crap on some social media for not getting a flyer out. And the main reason was is I didn't want to put out information that was wrong. And it came down to the wire. Like I've said a thousand times on the show, we don't know what we're doing. We're just doing. We're flying by the seat of our pants. We come up with ideas and we're going to do that. And, and I'll be honest. We're probably not the best at implementing those. Um, but but uh, we, we, we've kind of reached out and got some help. There's some guys that are going to jump in and kind of keep us on track and help us out. So
2: Super huge thanks to Baxter Field.
0: We're Absolutely. Not,
2: we're not doing it here at our studio. Right. We're going to actually have an outdoor deal, which kind of works out with the way the world is right now. Right. You know, uh, we're going to be outside. Uh, looking at the weather today, the weather looks pretty fantastic, yep. you know? Low winds, it's 57 Oklahoma, degrees. It, it is, is Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Right. You know, uh, as of today, I think it was like 55 degrees and low winds, you know? So, your uh, Usually our, our seven-day outlooks. Right. Pretty Pretty solid. close, yeah. Uh,
3: but it has been 81 day and snow on the ground two days later. Absolutely.
0: And, man, we're pumped. We kind of been on the horn because this kind of did come down to the wire, and that's Generally, I would be in front of this a little better, but there was some chain of events that kind of made it happen. This Which
2: way. are out of our control.
0: Absolutely out of our control. So, playing the safe <laughs> bet. But, you know, i <laughs> play in the safe bet. We're going to do it at our field.
2: Yeah, we're going to do it at our field. Uh, Which we still – so, here's the deal. It's still – It's still $5, five a head. It's, it's still $5 ahead. Yeah, it's still a swap meet. And that $5 gets you – a table, open flying, right. two tables, three tables. I don't care how many tables right. you bring. Yeah, if bring your, your own table. Yeah. And you walk up to our deal, bring $5. That's yeah. all I care about. And it's- all the proceeds are not going to us. They're going to the club.
0: They're going to the people who are allowing us to do this. Right, absolutely. We've, we've got really good club support. You know, our uh, our VP and our president do good jobs. Absolutely. I would name them by name, but you know who you are.
2: Absolutely. And, and just if you as- come,
0: you can meet them. And Absolutely. just as a,
2: a huge positive to this, uh, Jason Reddish is going to show up. Absolutely, and you know, he's, you he's, know what else is going to be there? Huh?
3: That fucking kick-ass timber. Oh yeah, that electric one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's going to be pretty good. <laughs> Here we I go. might even have a sharpie marker. I might let you sign the wing. Yep. I hey, don't know. And, and boy, <laughs>
2: don't don't get started too much. I'll be the first motherfucker in line. You can't draw no dicks on it. I'm not going to. Oh, I'm right. going to sign yeah. it with my name.
0: <laughs> also, we'll have the OMP Hobby Edge there. Yeah. And the Bighorn. And the Bighorn. And if you yep. guys want flights, you come hit us up. Absolutely. We'll make sure there's batteries and stuff to go all day.
2: Yo, so so uh, I honestly think this is a better deal, especially with the day and times. With, you know, we, we right. kind of, I don't want to say we caught a little heat, uh, but some people had mentioned yeah, everything doing, that's going yeah, on doing and doing in an indoors. enclosed building. You know Absolutely. what? We're going to be outside. Right. Oh, yo, know, uh, be protective as far Here's as you, you want to be. Here's you know? my deal, Whatever. and I'm
0: gonna
3: put this out there, and I may be wrong for saying it. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Yeah, if you we're don't, not
2: gonna hold no. Don't.
0: don't. Right. Man, if you want me to, because it makes you feel more comfortable. I'll wear one. I'll too. do it. Too. Yeah, I will. You too. just let Absolutely. us know.
2: But gonna uh, gonna I, do I do have to give a huge shout-out to <laughs> Baxter Field with uh, with the president, club president, and everybody yep. okaying it on a short notice.
0: Absolutely.
2: You know, uh, and again, all club, all the proceeds of the $5 per head deal, that goes right to the club. We're not collecting any of it.
0: Absolutely. And if you guys stay late Saturday night, we are going to do an episode Saturday night if you want to come hang out in the studio. Absolutely. I, I can't guarantee a microphone or a seat Boy. because everything is uh, kind of subject to change. but Right. But uh, you want to come hang out during the show? You're here. Please do.
3: Anybody wants a pull-up chair next to me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. See ya. (laughs)